just want to get some people out of our house. Oh, I understand. I understand. Well, look, in order to do that, I'm really going to have to get to know you guys. You know, we got to get closer. Move in with you for a while. Get to be real pals. You know what I'm saying? And... <laughs> Save that guy uh, for later. Huh? My wife and I would like to ask you a couple of questions. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Go ahead, shoot. Well, well, for instance, uh, what are your qualifications? Ah, well, I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plague, and I had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Not to mention the fact that you're talking to a dead guy. Now, what do you think? <laughs> Well, I forgot until now. Well, there we go. Yeah. Uh, welcome back. Hi, yeah, thanks. Yeah. People thought you were. People thought you were gone. No, I'm not. For a little gone. while there, people's hearts were breaking. They were. Dwayne Smith was like, no, and like the camera zooming up out from yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> and this is our monthly quota, so he stays. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so we're here for episode ninety three. Three. Wow. So. Yeah, because the last one was 92 and I listened to it. I'll so say, I to see what you thought. Yeah. I'll say Doug Gilmore because he wore number 93, which you guys will know, but the Canadians will. And on that note, let's go ahead and see where we charted was around he a nice the hockey world. Player? He was a nice hockey player. Yeah. Played for Montreal, played for St. Louis, played for Calgary, played for Montreal. You said that one. Three times now. Twice. Twice. Did I say Toronto? No. Oh, he's much better for Toronto when he was Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit that. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about we charted this week in America. In Australia, in Brazil, Norway, Ireland, Denmark, Netherlands, New Zealand, Switzerland, uh, number 48 in South, sorry, Saudi Arabia, uh, South Africa, Portugal, the Philippines, Singapore, Finland, number 45 in the Ukraine, number 14 in Malaysia, uh, in the Czech Republic, in Nigeria, we were number 34 in South Korea, number 47 in Sweden, here at home, number 43 in the UK. Wow. Yeah. Uh, number 22 in Kenya number 37 in Pakistan number 15 in Uganda and number 3 thanks for leaving the light on Sierra Leone and 3 is good because that's how many times we're going to say Beetlejuice's name in this movie hang on I didn't hear Australia Australia was there you didn't hear you, 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 you didn't hear Canada I didn't. I so we, so we, so we, so we can't go oh, Canada. Yes. Can't Canada. Do that. No, no. I it's kept more driving like past the Canada. new market sign the other day. Oh, did you? Yeah, because on it's if I drive to like 
away from work it's, it's there i keep seeing signs for new market we need to get a picture of that and every time we get a new market we can put the sign up with like a, the flag of the country that we're new in <laughs> it's, it's getting to be a much shorter list of countries we haven't charted in wow wow i think yeah i mean i mean i think there's more countries in the world that we haven't charted than we have but it's not nearly as wide open as you as you'd think yeah. not as big as it i'm trying was. to think of countries that like have like you know active podcasts markets that we haven't really Hit it's 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 really difficult. I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. Well, it's no good asking me. Uh, <laughs> Austria, maybe. Has Austria got a big podcast market? I don't know. They're probably something. You know what I mean? Is anyone from Austria listening? Let us know. I think Iceland. we've done all three. Maybe not Iceland. Talking to Mickey was big in Iceland though. It was, oh, was it? yeah. 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 Wow. So it's actually the other hard part is remembering who's been where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we were really good in Japan for a while there. So yeah. yeah so, Japan, Japan. Yeah, talking to Mickey. Japan for both of them yeah. though, but especially yeah. talking to Mickey. Yeah. yeah. At one point we had a top five podcast and they were both like both of ours were in the top five. It was cool. That was well, a cool that's week. Great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um Wherever you are, thank you so much. Yeah. And there's places which it's not Apple. This is an Apple iTunes chart. And so there's people who listen on other platforms. And so when I get the, the sort of list all the time, I'm always amazed. Uh, I've got some cool stats I want to share in episode 100. So we will at that so point. If you, don't, cool. if you don't hear your country li- listed, give us a shout and tell us where you're from. Tell us where you're yeah. from. It's very, very, very interesting because I forget it is not just about five people from England that listen to us. No, so. it's not. <laughs> So, uh, speaking, though, about well, we got four people in England right now on the podcast, so let's go ahead and uh, talk yeah, about what, what we've done. <laughs> what we've done is just us. <laughs> we, we've, we've set up, like, we've got VPNs, and we've set them up all over the world to download for us. Ellie was never real. It was Ellie, just, Ellie was never real. She was an algorithm. It was just <laughs> my voice in a different microphone, and I got too tired of it, so that's why she's gone. Yeah, so, uh, Aww, we'll do we some, we miss you, Ellie. So, some promos here. Uh, we did Cool Hand Luke last week. We did. We got Ooh. some more stuff on Cool Hand Luke to talk about. Uh, Georgia, you and I did a fun-sized film review we did high maintenance yeah yeah like that one really like that one we need to record the next one yeah yeah although we do, you know what we need to do we haven't done a clear for takeoff in a while that's true so we need but the, the, the thing is i think geographically you have a closest of everybody else <laughs> <laughs> so it tends to mean that we see we tend to hear more of you lately and when people stop getting as busy maybe we can knock off a clear also, for takeoff or two quicker to record aren't they? they are quick to record yeah. those i'll give you that yes um, but let's talk about what else we've done. We did BF email call three, mail call with a vengeance. We did. And we are on the lookout now for your Christmas based questions. Man, like some people have been hot on it. Really? Christmas I've seen questions. Some very good ones. Some very, very good ones coming oh. in. So, uh, our next one, BF email call four. Do we know it's Christmas? <laughs> I definitely want to be I, I promise I really you, Hermes. <laughs> we'll have Hermes when and we, even though Hermes question what well, is kind of Christmas themed in the sense that it's about a poster yeah. I gave you for Christmas Liam is a question he wants oh, an answer to okay and Ethan's missed it twice oh, is this the which <laughs> I don't know how because it was the top of my list I don't know how time. either because I've literally gone and Hermes I've gone to Ethan and go you've got all the questions right yes even the ones I tagged you in yes <laughs> and then the next day I have Hermes going you missed my question again and I'm going no 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 I have passed hosting duties for that one on yeah. to one Mr. Ethan. Ethan missed the question. Ethan missed the question. Young Padawan Ethan one. is awful. Good thing he doesn't have his own show this week. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yes, we, we, we've got, uh, we did, oh, what was it? Was it, was it, it was Doomsday, wasn't uh, Doomsday, it? Doomsday and yeah. Army of Ghosts, the two-parter. Yeah. We say goodbye to Rose Tyler on Ooh. Who Do You Think You Are? Yeah. A little more emotional than I remembered. She's, she's much better in that, in that one episode yeah. than I remember, yeah. Why do I remember her in a Christmas episode? Well, she did Christmas episodes. No, I meant be in the end. Uh, they, they do. She does come back. 
Oh, okay. She does come back. This is the, the first time when they ride her out. There. Oh, okay. So, um, I've also got uh, Quiz Night 4, A New Hope. Can you beat Kevin from the podcast that wouldn't die? I'm still looking for a couple of players to play. I think it's November 11th. Can I be an honorary player and see how bad I am? I mean, in, I would definitely in case of emergency, lose. I'm totally fine with you playing. I would definitely lose. I have zero film knowledge. <laughs> And that that I've learned in the last year and a half, I will promptly forget. Like, Liam and I did a dry run of one once. Yeah. If we were being honest, the score wasn't very good. No. No. I think the irony is the the sort of movie, the movie trivia guy is me. I kept kept going down lower and lower. So what I think I should do is I should write the questions, give them to one of you. Yeah. And then I should get to play. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to write the questions because they're going to be. Oh my word! Can you imagine the kind of questions we would get? Which yeah. coffee chain yeah. is named after a? No, it's got to be film based. It's got to be film based. Isn't you just taking out your personal vendettas? In a, uh, in a, a we didn't have nearly this much back chat when like the last couple of weeks when Georgia wasn't with Am us. I you know? No, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't. You're right. We um, do what Ellie did. I left for three weeks and then I'm going to come back for one and then <laughs> I'm going to be gone. Gone forever. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some reflections and corrections i got a button to hit there's a mistake i think i made you're totally right man he was hiding out in a church ah yeah oh. hiding out in a church in which case like that's a whole different thing to cool hand loot because that's yeah. sanctuary yeah, yeah, like, that's yeah, supposed yeah. to mean something yeah, right yeah. yeah he's a church he wasn't and supposed f- to be shot in there and for People aren't really supposed to be shot most places. No, <laughs> you're supposed to be able to evade the law inside of a church. That is not a, a evade the law, but you're supposed to be able to find sanctuary from yeah. those who are oppressing you. And even the law has to kind of respect that and not attack you in that regard. I mean, you're, you have the right for physical safety. So and to be shot in the church is pretty... Written into English law that you can have 30 days, I believe, in a church if you're evading police. Yeah, I, I do believe Cool Hand Luke did not run to England, but no, no, no. no. That's, I'm just what I'm saying. That's, that's a thing. But I'll tell you what: in the American South, I mean, church is a huge deal. They are, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Called the Bible Belt. Yep, yep. So uh, le- that's really all I have. There. I, I, I wanted to go down a, a bit of a road and go, Luke, huh? Luke sounds like Lucifer. Is there something here about Paradise Lost and John <laughs> Milton? I was going really down in my head as I was driving one day, going, "What if not this just was the book of Luke?" What if this was, or it was the gospel according to Luke? You could do yeah. that as well. So there's all sorts of things. But Luke at never any point cries out and says, what do you want with my life? Uh, I can't hear you anymore. That's not, that's not Luke. No, no, no. That's not that biblical Luke. That's Simon Peter who, who refuses him. So in that way, that's kind of like Bible when, it's not very good. that's like when like Dragline, Dragline is his name, right? Dragline. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dragline like kind of like no sells him. That's yeah. kind of reminiscent of having Peter denying him, but also of Judas, who brings you know yeah, yeah, what yeah, he yeah. thinks is justice. I'm, I'm I'm trying to help. Yeah, I'm trying to help. Yeah, but you're hindering. <laughs> yeah, got in the way of that one. Judas way. wasn't that bad, really, was he? Uh, he's the best part, character to play in um, Joseph. <laughs> Jesus Christ Superstar. I mean, so Jesus Christ, Joseph. I mean yeah, <laughs> Joseph's about three thousand years yeah, before, yeah, I think, yeah, if I got the Bible right. <laughs> um, no, I mean there That's is not, yeah, not, yeah. not sort of turned into a theme. <laughs> I just made <laughs> kind of weird that in a statement about Judas you made yourself the one with the biggest mistake <laughs> <laughs> That's not to get too theological but I think there's the whole basis being from what I know I think part of it was Judas makes the deal trying to almost manipulate Christ into like manifesting himself mm. and being like here now, now, now you have to do this because you're you're forced and then it goes the other way and then Judas ends up hanging himself so he's trying to do the right thing isn't he he thinks he, I think Judas thinks he's doing the it's right thing. It's a bit thing, of a yeah. Thanos type situation, isn't it? Except he Judas is like Thanos. Except he doesn't actually cause the incident. Never he just tries to. Oh, I guess maybe yeah. 
But there's lots of prophecies, so Judas would have been inevitable. Yeah. So there we go. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I, I think you've reached the end of our theological talk. <laughs> Reverend Bruce, how do we do? <laughs> don't don't really know where else to go. Not really no. what you come here for. That's no. not what we do. That's not what it says in the tin. Let's get back to best film ever. <laughs> let's, let's do that. So I'm gonna have a separate let's, podcast. Let's do some shout out, shall we? So we've got uh Juline, uh who just very nicely said, Who do I think I am? I'm a BFE fan. Hey, Woo. of course you are. And she was like, Maybe I'll maybe I'll watch Cool Hand Luke. I wanna know, did you? Yeah. Did you? She said, maybe even once I hear it, I'll decide if I want to watch it. I'd really recommend it as someone Don't who hasn't seen time, it before. I, I get really excited about movies I haven't seen before and kind of. Me too. Especially when they like hyped up movies. Georgia, even though you didn't like it, do you not feel better for now being able to like weigh in on a conversation on it though? Oh, God, no. Oh, really? I'd rather have had two and a half hours back. <laughs> it is awful. For the record, it was, it was two hours. It felt like two and a half. Okay, well, the the little the little timer <laughs> keeps track of actual time. I want to know what kind of conversations Georgia has where they can be like, "Oh yeah, cool hand Luke." That's the topic for today. Within like her sort of generational, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden around the water cooler, cool hand also, Luke's yeah. the conversation. I forgot to put it in my little rant, but oh my god, they killed a dog, and it was not necessary. We, for the we plot talked in about that. Yeah. Way, shape, yeah. or form. Talked not okay. Yeah. All right, so let's move on. Uh, Ed from the Film Effect Podcast. Thanks for every episode they do. They drop us. So thank you so oh, much, Ed. Really appreciate that. Uh, revisiting the Oscars pod. They were talking about Dune. Anybody see Dune yet? No, no. I, I keep seeing the adverts really for it in cinema. But I was invited to go tonight. It looks, it looks beautiful. <laughs> is it? Has it got Zendaya in it, or is it just someone? No, it's got Zendaya. Zendaya, Zendaya, Zendaya in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's my faith. It's a, be- playing it's a, like, it's a beautiful it looking film. It <laughs> um, it's very divisive. People either love it or they go, this sucks. That doesn't surprise me. Now, my thing isn't. I don't really have a point. I don't think I'm going to like it because it feels like it's a very slow moving Mad Max. Yeah, it's based um, on this massive series of books. Yeah, which are really convoluted. And I mean, every, every, everything's based off something that already existed. Now it's just what yeah. it is, and it's part of a fran- They're trying to launch a franchise, and all oh, right, they, it's part. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think the main thing is the question that I was having with people was, how do you think it'll do from a box office perspective? I don't think in a world where Marvel's chumping gonna put out as many films as they can and dc's getting back into it as well and you have new hair i always have known for it i think dunes i don't, I, don't I, I i think it's doomed <laughs> I will I say, do well. it came out it Dooney's came out a couple of days die. ago it's already made 41 million uh the u.s box office uh already that's I'm, not I'm that much considering right now it's it's okay but like that's also rentals. How, how much does the studio believe in it? Is me the question. Mm-hmm. And can they believe uh, it'll do it again? It's, it's in Fortnite, which usually means that they yeah. have some kind of hope for commercialization. I mean, you know, dark, who had the Dark Universe? Who was that? Was that Paramount with oh, the Dark uh, Universe? Was it Universal? It was Universal. It was Universal with the Dark Universe idea. Uh, And, you know, they had a whole bunch of, we're going to do this film and this film and this film, and they got one film in and went, yeah, we're not going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, results, I I think it's going to be a beautiful film. I think it's going to be a, like, even more, uh, yes, it's COVID, so it's that side of it. I don't Mm -hmm. think it's going to do that well. I think it looks like a cross between Star Wars and Indiana Jones. See, Ethan was something that did uh, inspire Star Wars. See, Ethan, I think you're issue on this one is that you are you know much like myself a bit a bit of a film nerd and i think you're looking at it from a quality yeah. perspective i don't think it grips i think it grips people like you i think it might grip people like me i don't think it grips the casuals yeah don't grip me yeah i don't think it has that buzz the, no. the original dune was like that as well and was it the 70s 80s it was just tremors but i, I think this world. is going to be more john carter than it is star wars 
as far as the public's perception. To be fair, the book is like wacky, insane by the end. So I, 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 I totally get why people might drop off from it. Yeah. Um, Stu World Order said he has no interest in Dune either. I went, I agree. And then Hermes said I wasn't always right. And I don't know how I can be wrong about my own opinion. <laughs> I just he said who's got no interest in I got no I got no interest in it. see you're not always right I said no no I'm very much right I really don't have any interest in it he's not lying to you he just yep. doesn't have interest just, in it you're um, allowed to disagree with his opinion but Hermes but, uh, was Hermes was right there with Ethan about thinking that Cool Hand Luke was a western and you know what I think I was too back in the day I think he's got a, I think there's a point there I think you oh, hear okay. Cool Hand Luke and it's kind of like that cowboyish kind of thing I reckon oh. if you just watched the trailer as well you'd probably think western I don't think so or just saw some pictures. I don't think so. I do because it's like all deserty, and there's just like I can probably a, pick out the American the gun and the American South from the American West. Oh, I can't. I okay. can understand why you think it though, because <laughs> I mean, he was in left-handed gun, so yeah, and that was supposed to be a James Dean vehicle. That was it. I was mixing up my. <laughs> what? What's the guy's name again? I was mixing up my Paul Newman films. That's what the problem was. Paul Newman. Yeah. What states yeah. are in the west of America? Like Arizona, Virginia? California, Nevada, Virginia. What are you doing? Please join know. Ethan on his. <laughs> this, is, wait, this is back to Ethan and his whole like New Zealand, Australia are the same size yeah. kind of geography knowledge. This is why I study film. When Virginia is literally on the East Coast, dude. <laughs> Couldn't West be any more wrong. Virginia is literally like right below Washington D.C. It's in it's in Hamilton for crying out loud. You should know this because uh, that's where what's this Jefferson's from Virginia. Um, oh yeah. No, on the west though, you've got like um, you've got Oregon, the right, Oregon. You've got Oregon. Washington State. You've got California. You've got New Mexico. You've got Utah. This is all sure, sort of the west. Santa, like uh, the, New Mexico, Texas. Is that yeah, the sort yeah. of places that? <laughs> cowboy films are supposed to be set in then yeah like that region yeah oh, okay. pretty much from texas west okay yeah not so much no i was thinking not where so much were like they california georgia alabama i'd say in, no they're in indiana weren't they indiana indiana's like cornfields is i ohio no, no, no. We're down, now we're going into like Johnny Appleseed kind of territory. <laughs> that, that means nothing to Honestly, me. Honestly, I don't, I don't really know. That's all right. Some random state. Anywhere Arkansas. USA. <laughs> Arkansas. I'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's keep going here. Uh, apparently, I spelled Beetlejuice incorrectly last week when I did it verbally. Well, I spelled the two ways in this video. You some. Yeah, but I, I was trying to get, remember what the second one was and oh, I couldn't okay. get it right. So, yeah, there's a hashtag. He's trying to make, make launch. It's not. I don't think it's going to catch on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, film flogger said they were gonna watch cool hand luke did you watch cool hand luke yes. i'd like to know that reverend yes. bruce continues to pitch eyes wide shot as a christmas movie <laughs> 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 in, the in the arms of another maybe christmas movie let it go uh, he tried mm-hmm. he also wanted to ask ethan about a movie i don't know everything about he said what movie does ian not know everything about that would be interesting and i'm gonna say man cool hand luke cool hand yeah. luke was a movie i know everything about i really enjoy it when i get to come in and have a first watch and angels with dirty faces. Yeah, so, so you listen. To, basically, if Liam picked it, you go back and find those. I generally don't know them, and generally enjoy. Them. He was also surprised I was a ginger. Ah, I was like, all right, yeah. I think you sound like one because my face got plastered. Because <laughs> my face got plastered all over the Sun's Twitter page this week. It oh, did, did it? Yeah. yeah, they did a thing about about the best quiz shows. And it had like a bunch of clips from my from really? my episode. Yeah. Oh wow! Ethan, how did you it was find the weirdest this? thing? Because Ethan's was one like to tag me. My, I haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, it was almost suggested on Twitter, and I was like, "Is that Ian?" And then it just kept going. I was like, 
It's in. I, I wasn't in there just it's once. The it, was, it was like so many shots of it. Oh, really? I, didn't, I only watched one. I only watched the opening shot. I didn't. See oh, the I, I, I'm in there a, a fair bit. So maybe we'll tweet that. Uh, yeah, oh, there's the bit where it's like, "My name's Ian." And blah blah. blah. I'm like, yeah, so, oh, so, wow, so it's like it even brings my audio along for the ride as well. <laughs> so that was kind of crazy. Yeah. And there's a couple of Ians, but I'm in it way more than the other one. Oh, right. but, the, but the first Ian does win. Maybe the oh, okay. maybe the people from the Sun who made the video what, listen to the podcast. Maybe they are. That would be great. Oh, imagine that as a spike. Uh, the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour for the love. The villains. If the sun's listening, they love you. <laughs> because if you think about how much you loved that Lucille scene last week, I that did. is like the sun going. We know who our target audience <laughs> yeah. is here. It's me. It's it's me. me. That's, that's page three right there. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, oh. Ultra Parley for the love. The villains demand for the love. The real film reviewed podcast. This is a pod they listen to to get inspiration for their own. And that's always nice when, when like other pods kind of rank you in that sort of regard. So there we oh, go. Thank you. Um, I've got here thanks to the sun, but we already talked about that. Uh, shoot the flick. I uh, said about us, what a great episode. I do love this movie, and you are spot on with Dragline telling us the story. That is why we don't always follow the legend that is Luke. He is mm-hmm. literally the gospel of Luke. Ooh. Thanks a lot. Appreciate Thank that. You, yeah. Yep. Carlo, regarding the mail call, said, uh, on Liam's behalf, there are websites and videos dedicated to the hilarity of the guy who hits the propeller in Titanic. Oh, okay. Good. He says, I know I also laughed at that, but not so much the rest. <laughs> Said he loved all our buffet stories last week. Ah, I really enjoyed telling him yeah, about, my, yeah. about my sushi oh, did experience. Did I miss a question about a buffet? We just happened to kind of because he eats all the eggs, so we started talking about feats um, of feats of eating strength. Did I guess you tell the story done. about you eating too much sushi and getting yes. drunk off of it? Yes, cool. I did share that. Yeah, that's a good story. <laughs> you just admitted earlier. I listened to last week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't listen to all of it. I listened to the beginning and the end. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to the bits where you might have mentioned like the me. First the bits where George had a chapter before. Literally, I did because. Oh, jeez. Uh, well, I wonder uh, how they got to Beetlejuice this week. Hmm. No, I listened to that bit. Carlo also says, regarding the attitude against Luke after his mother's death, he thought it had something to do with how much the other prisoners were idolizing him. So he says, I think the captain needed to bring him down from his pedestal, so to speak, which is why they put the screws on him. I said, I got no problem with your theory, but you got to show me one scene where someone's looking at him going, I don't like that. Yeah. We didn't have one shot. Nope. As a result... Mm. So I said, he says to go back and look. I said, I'll ask Liam and Ethan because I didn't see a single shot where they were like, I don't like how popular he's getting amongst then. No. No, they just, no, they just completely play their hand wrong. Yep, yep. If they don't put him in the box, totally different movie. Yep. Totally different movie. Cool yeah. He wouldn't wrong. do what, he did, what he'd done. Would yep, he? he wouldn't have. No. A friend of the podcast and our poet laureate, Dwayne Smith. No. <laughs> we did we, we did, did bring this. this up i'm sorry Dwayne. we do you know we, yep yeah i heard that bit of the we tried as well um basically yeah. what you've done Dwayne, is you've dug yourself a grave and then we've told you to fill it back up and now you're <laughs> told you to dig it again go ahead no it's just because this is the episode where it could have been casper if uh people like Dwayne weren't uh, weren't quite so negative about it so um he's not getting a shout out this week it might come back next week so depends. are you are you going to ghost him now yeah i'm ghosting him. so in a sense when we, we when, when when we bring up his name you're kind of going boo back to this podcast just just no anyway some some guy named Dwayne said uh <laughs> <laughs> another, said another excellent review guys although i don't know if it's convinced me to bump it up my list i miss georgia although it was probably best for me she wasn't on this week her review was my favorite part utterly brilliant i listened to it i was doing the quality assurance in the car today and we just got to the part where George's little little monologue was yeah. there. That was brilliant. 
we, we, we should have actually had you just record it as like a three minute video, like should've audio done, essay. Yeah. It was, it was I, great. I wrote that whilst feeling absolutely crappy and wanted to go to it was bed. so well I constructed like, I, I was like nice something yeah. in there but yeah this is that almost- was the part where i kind of went you can see the, the the impact of the podcast because i went like a year and a half ago georgia couldn't have, couldn't have written something like that oh, on a different topic yes yes but not, but not on, on film no no, no. Yeah. i was like well done well done you Thanks. um you try and pay someone a compliment right i know because well, no, you, were, you were insinuating that i wasn't good at writing before no i was trying to say how much i thought yeah well you did last week yeah. <laughs> wow isn't that the glass is half empty and smashed and you're trying to cut me with it i mean yeah that is that is my <laughs> it's dark it's cold uh, tell you what wasn't dark and cold and that was ray from nbc that's not before coffee she i listened to an episode she did this week on the ugly truth because it's kind of a guilty pleasure film Mm -hmm. of mine i love the ugly truth never seen it oh it's great she didn't like it (laughs) (laughs) i think it's it's great it's like a guilty pleasure film it's not a good film it's a fun movie is what it's kind of it's a romantic comedy where gerard butler she plays this uptight woman and she's forced you know to partner with the exact opposite of everything she is but maybe maybe they're not really both what they present themselves to the world as yeah it's just well done i really like it i'm gonna have to give it a watch yeah you talked me into it ray if you're listening the cat is a metaphor (laughs) <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say there's a cat it's a metaphor <laughs> think about what it could be <laughs> that's all i'm going to say talking of cats oh. i watched um captain marvel the other day and there's a cat in that it's really good i watched eight Oops. out of ten cats the other day eight out of ten cats. i, I always want to know where the other two marvel. are i didn't think i would <laughs> like it but i did uh other peeps it's we so got fun. we got the science fiction remnant we got ratchet book club malice after midnight that song from that movie so wizard pod good friends paul and griff from the paul and griff show hey, hey. very well named yeah and georgia and ethan celebrated their five-year anniversary of doing little shop of horrors yeah well done yeah. wow that's been i forgot about five by. years also i think that's why i'm so pessimistic is i think that's the best thing i've ever done and it was five years ago oh, really? okay. <laughs> um uh word sorry world beater was brought up by Dwayne smith i think i don't think it was world beater i think it was world shaker wasn't it world shaker yeah, yeah so uh, carlo ah. did world shaker Dwayne did world beater boo. i think he did world beater boo. if i got that wrong boo. you boo me next week <laughs> and today is the two-year anniversary of 12th night going on stage for the first time mm-hmm. yeah Ooh. two years yeah, to the day my haircut yeah, you're getting your hair cut. Literally, you did the first scene with hair. With hair. We have Went off stage, got your hair cut in like 11 minutes. Yeah. And in time for your next scene, you had your hair completely cut. Yeah. And, and, looked like and I've got a very cool style. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was might, a fun show. I might tweet a picture yeah. of that. That was a fun show. So uh, we got some fantasy football today. It's very... It's very BFE versus BFE this week. I'm not being funny. It's hard for me to get into this year. Is it? <laughs> uh, I'm playing. I, I am. I am loser. You loser, are. You loser, are. You are having a rough run. Loser. Um, I am playing Ellie. She's first. I'm second. Ooh. We're about it's about fifty fifty before we started. Like it was like it's really tight as to far as who's to do what. And then George is playing Liam. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you're go. gonna kick my butt, so don't worry. It does look Yeah, it's weird. We way. went off the air last week with it looking like you were gonna beat me. But eighty percent eighty percent, like eighty yeah. twenty. Like I was like, I'm done. Liam yeah. I was sitting there like kind of swearing underneath my breath, going, the one week he puts up one fifty, who's his opponent gotta be? <laughs> me. Which is just like the most me thing to have happen. <laughs> <laughs> do you know the, the really smug thing, right? I woke up the next morning and I went, ooh. I'm going to send him this. <laughs> I already messaged you, I think. I, know, yeah. oh, shit. I, went, I think I've had a bit of a comeback. Yeah, I already looked. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, I was all right. I was sitting there going, the Patriots were playing. I was like, if they, it was overtime. Like, if they lose, I'm not going to be happy. But if they lose on a touchdown to CD Lamb, I can live with that. 
because <laughs> that's that's who i need so yeah it worked out well for me so yeah. uh exciting times in the fantasy football as we're reaching this week seven of 17 so we're getting close to the halfway mark getting close week wow. nine will be the median week so yeah my ambition is just to win one week win one week i think you can win a week yeah i do I absolutely i do <laughs> Um, and it's Halloween, so I'm Scrooge this time of the year. Yeah, we're sort of half Halloween in it and half not. So we're yeah. recording this. Um, we recorded this on the 24th. One week to Halloween. One week to Halloween. Woo! So we'll release it on the 26th. Because if we waited for the next week, Halloween's over. So there's no so, point in doing yeah, that. Yeah, it seems silly. So George is sort of Halloween inspired with a jumper. Uh, I've got a jumper with pumpkins we, on. We are dressing up in costumes next week. And we're going to tweet them out on the, on the 31st itself. We are indeed. So we got, we got some ideas. I'm I think, excited. Ethan, you've got one too, right? Oh yeah, I yeah. mine's being made. It's being made. Wow. Yeah, yeah Comic Con was this week, so uh, my girlfriend and I were inspired to actually go back and start cosplaying again. Oh, excellent! I've never done that. Yeah, the, I really oh, want to go so to fun. one. I want to go to a con of some sort. Wait until point. we're actually invited to Shall be there. We do that. Oh my god! And we've got to go in fancy dress. <laughs> How cool would that be? Absolutely. I was really sad. My original costume was one I wore like two and a half years ago, and it's too small for me now, so I had to make my new one. I don't know how else to say this, Liam, but you and I have like almost like it's almost like a couple's costume we're doing. <laughs> we do. We, we are. <laughs> Somebody- but I'm the one with the long hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll definitely figure that out for next week. Jeez. Mine's very on brand for me. Has a uh, a baseball bat or a baseball mitt? I could borrow for mine. That'd be great. I don't I know. I, I, don't, need, I need cricket bat base. might do. Yeah, I need bought baseball. Let bat. me see at work. If if you remind me sometime during the week, I, I can maybe get your rounders bat. That do. Yeah. yeah. Let me let me have a chat. Sabia. Oh no! Hey, I'm not at work this week. It's half term. Is he going in for anything? No, I'm not no. going in for anything. Oh, well, never mind then. I could go in and just because I think my key works. Oh, I yeah, just yeah. go in and check it out and see if it's my key works for my school. But we the most equipment we have is plastic hockey sticks because okay. our children can't be trusted with anything worse. <laughs> there we that. go. Um, so there's that. So let's talk about this film. Why this film? This film really quite easy. We're doing this film because it won the pool. Yeah. Woo! I was terrified. Yeah. I was going to have to watch one of your three films. And I'd so I went. Mine would have been, been okay. Fun. Ethan, yours was no, the least. Yours was the least objectionable of the three of the of four. Has got Christina Ricci in it? Yeah, it's also like stupid. It's got Christina I'm- Ricci in it? Yeah. Leave <laughs> <Hey, laughs> Christina Ricci out of this. Oh, if she's not flying away home with a bunch of ducks or birds or whatever it is. Now I don't know what the point of it is. If she's dressed as Wednesday Adams. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, oh, is she in? Oh, what's she in? I'll figure it out. Um, so well, who's she, she rivals Winona Ryder? Who's seen? Who's seen Beetlejuice before? I have. I uh, have. Georgia yeah. had not. I have long, not, long no. time ago. And so, um, want to go now? How long's it been? For me, it's been at least. How old am I? I'm, I'm 25. <laughs> <laughs> so I must be 14. So it's been 20. <laughs> I've tried to be 20 years since I've seen this. Same. You know what? It's been more than 20 years since I've, I have not seen this since I was an adolescent. Minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Since teens, definitely. Before 2000. Yeah. 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 Two, yeah, yeah. two years for me. This was I never... watched this when the Beetlejuice musical became a thing and I was like, I want to watch Beetlejuice again. Oh, okay. Yeah. This was never a and movie. And then I never that watched I Beetlejuice again. This was never a movie that I liked. Yeah, me either. And I picked it going, because I've gone through a renaissance of Michael Keaton, because I was a Michael Keaton. I wasn't the biggest in the two original Bat. They're all right. Oh, he's my favorite. But, and, 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 then that, and then I decided when he came back for this, when he came back for Spy, like, like Jack Frost and all, like he just went off a, a bit of a cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he came back and he was like the vulture. And then he was in Birdman. And I was like, I am all in. Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. As, as the vulture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As in, 
Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. He's Zendaya's dad. No, not Zendaya's dad. It's a no, not, not, not Zendaya. Yeah. Different girl. Yeah, yeah, different girl. Yeah, yeah. Liz. Yeah. Liz. Liz's yeah. dad. But yeah, he's excellent in that. And I was like, oh, Michael Keaton can act. I only watched that the other day. Like legit act. Yeah, he can. He always has been. Yeah. What's this, a, which is why I brought this up, Liam. I wanted to go back and appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you go back to like um, Extreme Measures, where he plays a psychopath, yeah. he's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Well, well, if he was a psychopath there, what was he playing here? Sex uh, pest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Bit of a sociopath. Uh, let's talk. Sex pest demon. Let's talk about said individual uh, or of a titular character in Beetlejuice, spelled differently, um, <clears throat> directed by Tim Burton. The first Tim Burton film we've done, and Tim Burton Just, films have a certain wow. look to them. Amazing that it's the yeah. first one we've done. There's a few of the big ones where you're like, how do we get this far and have not done this yet? And does mm. he tend to use the same puppets in his movies? Because I don't watch his same movies. Same styles. But they kind of look all black and white and stripy. Yeah, he's got a certain aesthetic. That's that's that's, un- that's unique to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that black and white color palette and those sorts of looks. And also the idea that they're all kind of... Like, even when he does, like, Gotham, like, the buildings don't just come straight up. They kind of come off to the left or yeah. off to the right. Uh, yeah, with that obvious, like, drawing and models and things like that, rather than trying to worry about realism. Yeah. Uh, this is only his second film. Ooh. Oh, what was his first? Oh. Wait, no, Do you remember Batman? No, it wasn't Batman. No, Batman no, was no, his, no, Batman no, was eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. His first film was Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <sighs> no, yeah. I can't stand that man. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of Pee Wee Herman. I'm not. No, oh. Pee Wee Herman is the Tim Burton of film characters for me. Oh. <laughs> uh, he's Dreadful. also done ba- the Batman, the first two Batman films. Yeah, Ever Hands, Nightmare Before Christmas as a producer. Yeah. Big Fish, and he did the definitive Planet of the Apes. Ooh. <laughs> As in the planet of the apes. Don't leave it. Don't leave it. He's done the, 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 the worst Wolverine, version of uh, I've yeah. never seen it. So. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember Lincoln I went and saw that. I, that was big and hyped. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go see this. And it got to the end and I went, this makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Roth, though. Tim Roth's really good in it. I like Tim Roth as, as, an actor. as one of the apes. He's fantastic in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, Marky Mark, it was one of the few times I went, dude might actually be able to act. He's yeah. good in it. Yeah. Um,. Cinematography by Thomas E. Ackerman, who, amongst other things, has done National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Brilliant film. Love that film. Ready for this? Baby's Day Out. (laughs) And the first Jumanji. (laughs) Right. This is where his career is going, ready? Snow Dogs. And the most recent one I found that I thought was of any significance, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chipwrecked. That's so oh that's yeah! Like, how do you go from <laughs> Christmas Vacation, yeah, to, to the that? film that went he, head he to head with Star Wars Seven and lost? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the only one I'm sure. And then music. I mean, the music in this is fantastic by Danny Elfman. Oh, yeah. of course, Danny who, of course, he gets the feel frequently with Burton, right? Yeah, so, yeah, Ebers yeah. is her hands. Yeah. Batman Returns, not the first one, but Returns. Mm-hmm. Big Fish, Alice in Wonderland, Nightmare Before Christmas, Silver Linings Playbook, Avengers Age of Ultron, Spider-Man 2, Mission Impossible, and the list goes on. Ba-da-boom, yeah. ba-doom. Yeah. Uh, Beetlejuice, 1988 American fantasy black comedy film directed by Tim Burton, produced by the Geffen Company, and distributed by Warner Brothers. The plot revolves around a recently deceased couple who become ghosts haunting their former home and an obnoxious, devious poltergeist named Beetlejuice from the netherworld who tries to scare away the new inhabitants. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The idea for the movie came after Poltergeist had been a hit movie, but then what if we flip it and the ghosts are good people and it's the humans who are bad? Ooh. Which, if you think about it, that's yeah. pretty much what this is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, the financial success of Pee-wee's Big Adventure made Burton a bankable director, and he began working on a script for Batman. But Warner Brothers was willing to pay for the script's development, but not to greenlight the film as a whole. This is Batman we're talking about. Wow. In the meantime, uh, Burton was looking for something else to do and thought that there wasn't enough imagination and originality in the scripts coming his way. Um, and so David Geffen handed Burton the script for Beetlejuice, written by Michael McDowell, uh, who had written a script for an episode of Alfred Hitchcock Presents, which was directed by Burton. Mm-hmm. So they had worked together on a TV episode. I didn't know David Geffen was in movies. He's a, he, well, the, the, the Geffen Company, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's, that's just music, I thought. David, music company. I got David Geffen. Maybe, maybe I've, I've got my note wrong. Maybe, maybe it's a yellow button moment. Oh, no, no, no. It, it could sound, be. It, it sounds could like be. the same guy. Yeah. It sounds like the same guy because he had his fingers in everything, I think. So, um, co-author and producer Larry Wilson's talked about the negative reaction to McDowell's original script. I have some notes about the original script, oh, okay. which we'll mention. Oh, no. Uh, he, he says it here. I, I won't name names, but I worked at Universal for a while. Uh, I was director of development for the director, Walter Hill. I had a very good relationship with a very prominent executive at Universal. He liked me, and he liked what I was doing with Walter and the material I was bringing in. I gave him Beetlejuice to read. I gave it to him on a Friday. And on Monday, his assistant called me in and said, well, he wants to meet with you. My reaction was, wow, he read it. He must have loved it, or he wouldn't have wanted to see me so soon. But I went into his office, and he literally said, what are you doing with your career? <laughs> this piece of weirdness. This is what you're going to go out in the world with. You're developing into a very good executive. You've got great taste in material. Why are you going to squander all that for this piece of shit? That's <laughs> basically what he was saying. He goes wow. to show, right? Shortly after that, we sold it to the Geffen Company. And Warner Brothers disliked the title Beetlejuice and wanted to call the film House Ghosts. <laughs> little that little, sounds like a straight to dvd movie little, well high spirits had just come out recently wasn't it actually it was, oh. it was like almost like a contemporary of this because there is yeah. a guy who burton wants to work with in the film i think it was one of the set designers and he wants to work with him for or, or special effects or something and he wants to work with him and he goes no no i'm gonna do high spirits instead which he totally regrets and wow. so burton brought someone else on who he then worked with for 20 years yeah but think about it right i mean high spirits it had steve gutenberg it had Peter O'Toole. Uh, it looked like, it as looked far like as it was going to be... In the, it feels like a 1980s, but it was moving on. The world yeah, was moving on yeah, past yeah, that. Yeah, So you can kind of see back in the day why... He, People would lean that way and thinking that was a safer project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As a joke, Burton suggested the name Scared Sheetless. <laughs> and, then, and then was horrified when the studio actually started to consider it. <laughs> oh, I like it. But Beetlejuice eventually wins out, which is the right name for this film. Of course it is. And oh, we yeah. open up on our... St- film and there is that theme that which is it, it, it gets the idea about it it's like this horror kind of elements it has all those sorts of instrumental sounds yeah but the boom, 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 boom. it's fun at the same time which <laughs> yeah. is what what you're in store for and i'm not sure if we've done a lot of danny elf but we've done at least once when i punched his name into the uh into my um spreadsheet it yeah. came up it autofilled which means i've used it before in that same column so we've done something Maybe we don't give Danny Elfman enough credit. Danny I mean, Elfman's amazing. Because we talk a lot about Zimmer. We do, yeah. Williams is the de facto yeah, number one guy. Danny Elfman yeah. is more of a, a genre-driven composer rather than an all-round composer. Yeah, I mean, I Elfman's in that next list down of, like, Horner, um, I mean, he's called, he's, I don't Shore. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Giacchino. I mean, what he does... He Giacchino's, does, yeah. He does brilliantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he just tends to stick with the same feel of a film doesn't he i suppose so yeah 
You know, I don't know enough of. Uh, I'd be interested to see kind of a lineup of his films. I just threw them away, but yeah, yeah. The Avengers: Awesome Age of Ultron. The Alice in Wonderland score is the best thing about the film. So did is he it, do? Yeah. Did he do Elf? Elfman. I want to say. <laughs> I don't know. It was for some reason, because I don't like Elf. I hate that film. I, I'm but, not a fan either. So, um, yeah. But I think I, why, I for some reason in my head his name is attached to that. Okay. Is it because his name is Elfman? <laughs> Maybe, oh, Corpse Bride as well. Well, it's time to meet the Maitlands. The Maitlands. Talking about a Corpse Bride. They're coming. Um, <laughs> Adam Maitland, played by Alec Baldwin. Baldwin and yeah. I'll tell you what, you couldn't have written this as a more bizarre week. No. Because we haven't done an Alec Baldwin film, I don't think, at all yet. Nope. And so no, f- I don't think so. And so the first one we do happens this week, and we are literally like three days. I woke up, looked at my phone, and so the Alec Baldwin has used a prop gun to shoot to death um, the accidentally shoot to death the uh, cinematographer, yeah. yeah, and that the assistant director was fighting for their life in hospital in intensive care, and that's really where it left. And I've heard all sorts of stupidity from people going, "He should be charged with oh, manslaughter." Uh, how many guns has he been handed on? How many movie sets? At no point do you think you're actually handling a real weapon. There's no reason to think it's a real weapon. No. This is absolute. Anybody who's calling for manslaughter, I'm sorry, you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah. and we should have learned from the crow. Uh, you, you and I did a whole episode on we it, did. and I'm we sitting did. there going, "How do we?" And if you read the notes about this this production, I mean, the overall theme allegedly. Is that it was very disorganized? That people did not know what they were doing. That the, the crew had walked off set once already. Same as the crow. Yeah, yeah it feels. It felt very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From from what I know, because there are a lot of people that I now know from film Twitter who know a lot of stuff with the industry because there's been a massive industry walkout recently uh, from the union because a lot of people uh, part of the IATSE uh, have been treated poorly so they all walked out and all these members who walked out were the same so the producers of the film uh who are in control of the you know the production uh hired a load of non-union workers and one of the people wasn't you know specialized properly to be an armorer the same way that one of the union people was and that happens alec baldwin is is an actor he's handed a prop and he's told to go ahead and practice the scene yeah and that is what he did but he's now got to live with that he's got to live with that and have you read his statement? I have. I have. I have read. I've read excerpts from his statement. Yeah, ended up. Yeah. I haven't read the whole thing. No, I've not read the whole thing. I've read bits of it. Um, what did it say? He's just in. He's in bits over it. He's in bits. As the old. I mean, what can you say? And I guess the theory is, I got to say something. Yeah. He's fully, <sighs> he's he's not, fully cooperating with police and everything that's absolutely because he, he's going. Mm. Eh. Yeah. What like, do you do? Yeah, what, yeah. what would you What would you do in that situation? You're You're, you're left. I don't mean this to be literally the smoking gun in your hand. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I don't want yeah. to, to, to be to be clever or to be funny. You've killed someone, but you've, you've had oh, you, no you've, intention you've, of doing no it intention. at all. You have pulled the trigger that led to someone's death. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I'd be very careful the word killed. And I was not, not what you meant, but yeah, still, yeah, yeah. It, I, I would have to be so. If it was me, I'd have to be so careful with my word choices in order so that I could feel. I could because I'd beat my. Uh, we, we'd all beat well, ourselves up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but he has no reason for a moment. His job is to get into character and. You've handed me a prop. I'm going to use the prop. And that's it. Yeah. And that's all that is. Mm-hmm. The job of the <sighs> act, the, the job of the armorer of, of the prop handler, all of them are to make sure none of that happens. 
if if you're an inexperienced armor who's on set, I would be double checking, triple checking every oh, second we got to make sure that didn't happen. That's the difference between. It shouldn't even have been live bullets on the set. That's, that's the, the thing. That's the. It doesn't seem like it was a live bullet. It seems like it was. It was, it was blanks that were lodged as far as they were lodged, which is very again. similar to the crow. The crow, yeah. yeah. Um, and again, it seems the right people weren't necessarily there at the time, mm. allegedly. Um, and so the question I have is in a, in a, in a time of digital effects as they are, is there, is there an easy call to make where you just go, there's no need for, to actually fire guns on sets anymore? Yeah, you can just. If we can add it in post, which is relatively not that difficult to do anymore, shouldn't that be the go-to? Uh, companies that are now saying on their, uh, sets, they're going to focus now on VFX because that is such a, an issue that they don't want to to, to have happen. Precisely. And it's also, it's, it's an issue of uh, you need to make sure you have the right people. And if those people aren't treated correctly and they walk off and you get inexperienced people, that's a concern of like, treatment of everyone on set. We ended Hot Film Summer by looking at Heat, which was yeah. famous for the number of shots they actually took mm-hmm. with, 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 with ammo. And I think Ethan had some notes about how some of them were allowed to have live ammo and some of them were... There was a different set of rules yeah, for the cops they, versus... They used the, I think it was the live ammo to make the, the pieces of the car fall off. And yeah. like, it was one of the experienced people in controlled areas. And the baddies got to do something different from the good guys for some reason. But And the importance was we wanted to make it sound as real as possible. Now, there's a difference when yeah. you're on a big budget, big studio Michael Mann production where you've got the right people checking in with the right things. And then when you try and do things on a smaller budget, people end up wearing more hats. Mm -hmm. And so I think we see the worst case scenario, much at the crow where it wasn't a big budget film. Nope. No, it's supposed to be straight to video. It's supposed to be straight. Yeah. Directed to to VHS at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I got an argument with someone about the crow this week before this happened. Wow. Oh, I, God. I said it was, yeah, I said it's a direct the DVD movie that got, you know, ends up having this, this incident happen. And then it turns into a bit of a urban legend, and it makes a, big, a good run. And they went, yeah, it was actually released in cinemas. And I said, yeah. I, yes, I, I, we know. I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're trying to get a big save out of yourself. I went, no, no, listen. I said, I, we happened with an episode. Listen to it. Yeah. Which point, he was like, oh, they, they liked you more than they liked me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got called snarky. I think it's because oh, I love the film, isn't it? Yeah, so, and if, if you're someone who's a fan of the film, you're the version they want to hear. Yeah, of course. They don't want to oh, hear yeah. me where I'm going, is it? Yeah, that's <laughs> like when we did Empire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone's got their favorite yeah. film, and it sucks to hear someone kind of rag on it. But I just yeah. didn't want to leave base on the Alec Baldwin thing without. I mean, I need to it's be such strange timing. It's, it it's is tra- strange. It's tragic. It's awful. Oh, it's yeah. tragic. I mean, yeah. you hate to say it because of how. And this is going to affect him for the rest of his career. Oh, it is. Because oh, yeah. he's never going to be able to handle a gun in his hand again or do that sort of thing. The cinematographer who lost her life um, had tweeted out or instagrammed out or something the day before love my job one of the best parts about working on a western is you get to spend your off days riding horses and picture a very pretty girl riding a horse and you're like oh and people have gone well i it should it's not right they mentioned alec baldwin they should yeah i mean we we should mention the ethan did you manage to have the victim's name on your buddy uh oh i did if you can look uh, that up i don't want to just be alec baldwin an unnamed unnamed victim cinematographer but, you know, what gets your attention is that, I mean, Alec Baldwin, we know who Alec Baldwin is. Yeah. We have watched Alec Baldwin, 1980. I mean, my history of Alec Baldwin, this would have been the earliest movie I ever would have seen him in. So it goes back, I thought it was the first time, probably very shortly after it came out. So 1988 is like 30, 
three years ago. Yeah. So that's my knowledge. Yeah, and most yeah, people yeah. know Alec Baldwin from a dozen roles. We could very easily do a round table if we wanted to on Alec Baldwin. The guy's yeah. career is that extensive. He's great in Pearl Harbor. Do we, do, do we have a name, Ethan? Uh, yes, it's uh, Hayla Hutchins. I've been trying to find her filmography to see what she's done, but uh, the internet is a terrible place to try and find there's, her currently. And there's nothing... Well, she's just not an IMDb? Uh, not that I can find. It might have been taken okay. down or it might have... It's just um, but, you know, uh, whether she's got a great legacy, uh, a long legacy, or whether she's got a very short one, it doesn't change the tragedy that happens here. Now, we're going to go on, and we're going to talk about a movie. Uh, unfortunately, where we're, we're death is a main component, and there's a comedic sort of side to mm-hmm. it. And so we're just going to kind of sort of put, it, put in a full stop, a, a period at the end of this discussion. Um, but we felt like we couldn't just ignore it and continue with no, the film yeah. without having the discussion, which I think is an important one about prop safety. Yeah, I, I think it's about where is the industry going and do we still need I love practical effects. I don't know if I'm if you want to make the argument we don't need guns on set anymore. You've got you've got me convinced. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna fight you on it. Um, Muscle flesh is very easy to do. It's just yeah. whether someone wants to put the extra ten seconds of time in to exactly. make it look realistic compared to others. Um and so we also had a discussion really about um about what it means to be an actor versus you know, people who have You don't go you don't go to work being an actor. Uh, or a set designer. He's or, not supposed to be a weapons expert. Or any, yeah, no, no, no. No, you're not there. You don't go to work to get to die, do you? Basically, no. You know, you go. Nor there, do you go to work for someone to give you the weapon that's going to kill someone. No, exactly. Yeah, you know. And that's the reason there's been such an industry walkout recently, is so many people feel they've not been treated right because of that. And then the walkout has this happen. The second, all these talented people don't do their job because they've not been treated correctly. So and it doesn't. People and it, who will say yes? Yeah. And it doesn't matter what people say to Alec Baldwin. He will beat himself up more than anybody else can. And he's got to live with that. Because we'd all do, we'd all do the same. No one knows what it's like to be inside that guy's head. No, they don't. No one. Oh, yeah. They no. don't. Um, the movie industry could use a win Yeah, at some point. Yeah. And right, it's, it's, had a, it's, had a rough, it's had a rough three years. And um, all we can hope is that something... We can, find, we can find a way for this not to happen again. Yeah. Okay, let's move back. So... Um, I just, just, I don't know how well you segue into this, but let's do it. Uh, Adam's black and white checkered shirt is the same one worn by Tom Selleck and Three Men and the Baby. Is it really? Yeah, it is. Oh, nice. When we did Three Men and the Baby, we talked about it and took the note the other way around, which we did on Talking the Mickey. So if you really want to find us talking about Tom Selleck and uh, his rowing machine and mustache and all that That's stuff. That's quite yeah. cool. Yeah. So uh, it must have been the, the in shirt at that time. That was in 1987. So Selleck wore it first. Oh, there we, there we are. Who wore it better? That would be a thing. That's, that's <laughs> probably Selleck. Selleck, yeah. It's weird to see Baldwin so young. Yeah. Yeah, Because I always see him as an older man. <laughs> yeah. George, did you know Alec Baldwin from anything? I know the name. You, you would have seen him in The Departed, because you've seen The Departed. Yeah. He's one of the cops. He's one of the few who live. Oh. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Is he in um, Backdraft? Oh, I haven't seen Backdraft. I think he's in that. Are there the two... Think, I'll tell you where you do know Williams Georgia. As well. He was the guy on Saturday Night Live playing Donald Trump for oh, like yes, four he was. years. He's playing Trump. Yeah. He's the guy with the with the orange face, yeah. with the closed eyes and the small hands. You yeah, know? yeah. yeah. Mm. So that's where. But it's so weird to see him so young here. So it's yeah. a name I know definitely. Yeah. But uh, apparently, Alec Baldwin disliked the film and was very unhappy with his performance. And here's a I don't know if it's a hot take or not. Totally agree with him. Yeah, I don't think he's very good in this. He's very reserved, considering how we see Alec Baldwin as an actor nowadays. Yes. He's a straight man. He's boring. He doesn't yeah. do anything that I care about. No. 
you can argue like he, there's not much in the script for him because he's got a. But I'll tell he's you a bit what, of a bumbling buffoon. Bit of bumbling buffoon because you know who I do like in this. That's Barbara Maitland, played by Gina Davis, who I think is great in this. Yeah, I love Gina. Gina Davis. Davis is incredible. It took George <laughs> Genie. Genie? <laughs> Gina. Yeah, no, I said Gina. Oh, Gina. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, took George a little bit because she was like, "How do?" Because we we're like, "You know this person." She's like, how do I know this person? We're like, you're going to kick yourself. And you that became a distraction. One of the first things that came popped into my brain. Oh, okay. went, no, not her. And then a couple the of The hair is so different. Popped so up. Different. And then I went, no, it, it is her. If you see Gina Davis in this, and then Gina Davis in League of Their Own, 1992. Two, yeah. Yeah, like four years. Like, massive difference. Yeah. And she looks you know way better thing? in League of Their Own. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even think about League of Their Own. I just went, oh, yeah, she's the mum and Stuart Little. Completely forgot about League of Their Own. The last thing I've seen her in is Grey's Anatomy as a recurring role. I'll so tell you a go. great role she was in, Cutthroat Island. Oh, yeah? <laughs> no, oh, okay. <laughs> that killed her career. There are rumors the f- that the f- first choice they wanted was Kirstie Alley. Ooh. But Cheers wouldn't let her go. Ah. Yeah, so as a result. Yeah, because she'd been at the height, because she took over, didn't she, from yeah, Shelley yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's oh. that, yeah. So, um, but I just got in my head, like, look at all that hair. Is a lot of it. She was the first principal cast member to, to not turn down the film. Oh. Everybody else oh, turned wow. it down at least once, and she was the first to sign on. Um, and I think, I'll say this much, I think Barbara and Adam are really sweet together. They are, they're adorable. Yeah. They're really, really sweet together. Uh, I think she carries it. Oh yeah, she carries him for sure. Uh, we meet the neighbor slash letting a uh, real estate agent played by uh, her name is Jane. I don't know who played her. Someone in New York City wants to buy the house, so sort of our our visitors' presence is foretold. Uh, Jane's like, "Oh, the house is too big for a couple. A family should have it." I'm like, "You are the w- why would you say? That? Wow, why would you what say that?" Yeah, yeah. Agent. I mean, I guess this is part of the exposition is that we have to know that they're yeah. unsuccessful in. And it's not that they've chosen not to have kids. It just seems like they just can't have kids for whatever reason. Yeah. And that's not really spoken about again. Oh, a little bit. A little bit. And I'm, I'm going to play towards the end. I think uh, it comes full circle. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I see that bit. Yeah. And they're going to have a holiday for two weeks at home. And they do, you know, um, what's is uh, Adam's, right? Adam says they're going to try for a baby. I remember it's A, B, C, D. Adam and Barbara, Charles and Delia. Ah. There we are. Oh. So... Um, and I guess they're from the kind of small town where you can just own a hardware store and close it for two weeks. <laughs> so if you need something, drive to the next town. That's crazy. Isn't it? That's sm- I, I grew up in the small town in Canada. There wasn't that level of commitment. Like you'd have like some employee who could watch it for the week. Of course you would, yeah. because you're the only place. You're the only place. So why would you turn down business? I don't exactly. Get it. Uh, and I'll tell you what, this movie wastes no time in killing these two off. Nope. They're no. driving. Do you think has a bridge too far? <laughs> they literally uh, go into town just to grab something, a couple supplies from from, from the shop. Wasn't it um, like nails and stuff? I think he's going to do some more stuff on his model or yeah, something. Because yeah, he's got this yeah. model town, which, you know, it, it's, it's wonderful. And the credits are over the model town, not over the town itself. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and there's a dog and they... Sw- she swerves to miss the dog. I'm not going to say anything about women drivers. And um, You wouldn't hit the dog. I found it really interesting that she was driving. And then when they killed her, I went, is this a joke? I I think they had her driving because she is the more competent one. <laughs> I think it also shows that like she's the one that's more in control of everything than Adam. Because Adam's Seems like she was pretty out of control of that car. Well, I'd she- just like to be the one that throws in here when we were watching it. Ian just goes... I love bridges with sheds over them. I do. <laughs> I love a bridge with like a shed over it. It just looks, it's, oh, it's, I really want to drive through one of them in my life. It's on his bucket list. 
It's on my bucket list. I really want. I really want to do this. We should do that. There we go. We've got bridges. We'll we do bridges of Madison County as we drive through it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a strange film. Um, you ever see that? Uh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Yeah. Meryl yeah, Streep. Yeah. 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 I remember we brought it home. My stepdad's like, yeah, "All right," because he likes he likes Clint, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah. Was not expecting that kind of movie. No. He wanted Clint Eastwood shooting people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he doesn't. Um, there's uh, so the dog. They swerve to miss it, and the dog then like stands in this plank that's perfectly balanced in the car. And when he gets off, the car goes and lands in the water. And if you look very carefully, there's a bumper sticker that says, I break for animals. Oh, that's Aww. cool. Yep. Do you know what I love about this? They they make it a comedic thing. They do. They make it a funny thing. Nothing is that serious in this film. No. Um, so they go back to the house. There's a fire running, which we see start up on its own. And uh, Adam says he can't remember how they got back. That in the original script, it was far less comedic and more dark. Ooh. The Maitland's car crash is depicted graphically with Barbara's arm being crushed and the couple screaming for help as they slowly drown oh, in the God. river. Ugh. A reference to this does remain in the finished script as Barbara remarks that her arm feels frozen when yes. she gets yeah. home. Uh, no. Instead of pos- Oh, and then uh, there's something else about um, what happens during the dinner party. So uh, they Adams decided he's going to go out and figure out what's going on, and he goes into an early 1990s video game. <laughs> a different realm. <laughs> and is pulled back, and it's been two hours. Now, for us, it's been like like seconds. 10 seconds with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this is like the whole, like, gone into the wardrobe, and uh, time moves differently here. Well, some sort of Tremors thing after him, isn't he? Yeah. Tremors worm thing. Tremors wormy thing. Yeah. It was like a cross Very between Dune Tremors shot. and, like, uh, Lawnmower Man. Dune. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then goes back, and Barbara has found a book. It's a handbook for the recently deceased. And after some stuff with a mirror, Barbara goes, I don't think we survived the crash. No. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, they look in the mirror. Uh, when, when they look in the mirror and they can't see their reflections, uh, Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin are actually looking into the set. There is no actual glass there. Oh, okay. That's and clever. they've oh, moved the fireplace to the other yeah. side of it, so it looks like it's been re- reflected. So see, practical now, effects. Love that. See, now, if I'd looked mm. in the mirror, I wouldn't think I was dead. I'd think I was a vampire. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. See? Vampires don't have reflections. Exactly. Yeah. I got up this morning and I wasn't, but I must be one now. <laughs> yeah. Even though my car has crashed, I think I'm a vampire now. That's the first thing that's gone through my head. There we are. <laughs> Someone's reading a newspaper and they make us wait for who this is. I mean, obviously it's Beetlejuice. You can tell by his voice. Yeah. But they make us wait to get the payoff of who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he thinks, thinks, oh, the Maitlands, they're a cute couple. They also look stupid. He <laughs> does. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the special effects, we should talk about this. The film only had a $15 million yeah. budget. Only $1 million wow. went to SFX. So as such, it was Tim Burton's intent to try and make it look as B-movie as possible. Oh, okay. In that case... It does that very well. Mission he, accomplished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a charm to it. Even though it's like low yeah. red, it's got a charm to it. I thought yeah, it was clever Especially with late the... with that scene with the car. Yeah. Sorry? Especially later with that scene with the car that's so B-movie that I, I fall in love with it. Okay. I do love his um, animation, though, that he uses in between takes of uh, real-life action. You know, the stop-motion animation. Yes, yes, there's a lot of that in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, back in the attic, and Adam is placing their reefs on his model town. <laughs> and if you listen very carefully, you can hear the... Deo. You yeah. can. On the radio somewhere. Yeah. It's playing, and Barbara learns the living don't normally see the dead. But does don't normally won't you know, normally won't normally. So there is a chance that someone could, but it's left open ended. We find out the house is for sale because Jane it brought her kid. They're both in mourning wear, and by mourning I mean M O U R N. Yep. Um, and they're checking out the house, and they're trying to get the attention. Of course, it doesn't work. 
And then we start to meet the Dietzes. Let's start with Delia Dietz, played by Catherine O'Hara. I like her. Who Georgia eventually figured out she knew from Home Alone. I got there. Uh, Ethan probably remembers equally from that, but also from Schitt's Creek. Schitt's Creek, yep. And Liam, I forget what you said you knew from. Was it Home Alone? It's Home Alone. Yeah, yeah. I know her from, yeah, I know her from, I knew her from Home Alone, but I I prefer her in, this is much closer actually to who she is in Schitt's Creek. (laughs) <laughs> See, this is the thing. When we did Shit's Creek, my first one was like, "Oh yeah, it's Dahlia from Beetlejuice." It is very Instead adjacent. Mind, yeah. Take it and turn it down a little yeah. bit, and you got it. Originally, this was going to be Angelica Houston, oh, okay. who had been Ooh. cast, but then ended up having to. I can imagine her in that ba- bow out due to illness. Oh, okay. And so Catherine O'Hara um, met her future husband, production designer, Bo Welch. Ah. Who oh. Liam jokingly went, because we were naming the names. Went, oh, Bo Welch. They ended up being a big deal. I said, just wait a second. I got a note. <laughs> According to Welch, Tim Burton said to him that he, he, Tim Burton said to Bo Welch that Bo should ask her out near the end of filming. Bo continues, it didn't even occur to me that I was supposed to talk to the actors. But since Tim told me to, I did that. And then we dated and we're married and here we are today tim burton has incredible power he tells people to do things and they get married (laughs) it's amazing we meet charles deets played by jeffrey jones who we've seen in uh ferris bueller ferris bueller yeah Yeah. he's the uh dean of students who goes chasing after bueller bueller Bueller. he looks less creepy in this he does he's on the mustache but they do the thing where they do that um side view the profile profile and you go oh yeah that's him that's him (laughs) Uh, he was he was very big in the late 80s yeah very very big only supporting, though. No, yeah, he was never a leading guy, but he was um, just in everything. Yeah, yeah. And then, especially if you need a scumbag. Yeah, he uh, scumbag well. And then we meet Lydia Dietz, uh, played by Winona Ryder. Yeah. Um, from yeah. Stranger Things. Before her shoplifting days. Before her shoplifting <laughs> days, allegedly. No, it's not allegedly. She was caught. She was caught. Um, <laughs> she was, George, you've seen Friends, I'm assuming? Mm-hmm. She was the one who gave Rachel her first, like, girl-on-girl kiss in university. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else I know. Oh, no, she's from lots of things. She's in Edward Cezanne. She was, she was, oh, that's true. Like, Burton loved her, and she was, like, Miss Hot Thing in the early 90s. Oh, yeah, she yeah. was a massive Johnny star. Depp was a, they were linked together, weren't they? they were Probably, yeah. They were together at the time. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker was offered the role and turned it down, oh. as did Brooke Shields, wow. Lori Laughlin, Diane Lane, Justine Bateman, Molly Ringwald, and Jennifer Connolly. All turn the roll down. Bloody hell, that's a lot. Jennifer Connelly, I'd like to see. Juliet Lewis tried out, couldn't get the role. Oh, okay, yeah. She's a bit quirky, though, Juliet. Juliet Lewis, she's the one from uh, Christmas Vacation, isn't she? Uh, yes, and she's also from California with um, Brad Pitt. Oh, really? Never seen it. Yeah, because um, they dated for a while. I'll tell you who tried out was number two. Go on. You, you should know this name. Alyssa Milano. Oh, yeah. Listen no. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about it? When Alyssa Milano is like a B-plus version of Winona Ryder. She would have been really young. Uh, who's the boss had just... I don't know who's the boss and She'd been, she'd been comparable age, I'm sure. 88. She'd have been younger than Winona Ryder. Note, e- e- did anybody do an age game? Ethan, have you looked up anything by any chance? Uh, yeah, I have Good. an age game. Okay, so I, I guess um, we'll know how old... I, I, I gotta bow out on the, on the Winona Ryder. This is when we no. realize we miss Ellie. <laughs> No, I, I think Ethan realizes if he's on, he's doing the edge here. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I know my. I know. I, my I listened to. I was listening back to the episode and the mess Ethan made of last week's edge. Oh, game. I did hear that. <laughs> oh my yeah. word! I just remember going as I was doing this edge going, game. I was like, this one, this one. I have photos now, so I know who's who. I just yeah. heard myself going, "We're finished now." Right? <laughs> <laughs> 
There's our tombstone. I don't have the actor's name, Dan. We also meet Otho, who's like, it's not too often you find an interior designer who's also like an expert on the supernatural and occult. Isn't he? Useful. That's very Ooh, true. Yeah. But isn't he also in um, Demolition Man? He was with. I have no idea. I think Never he's seen in, I, 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 He's not someone I. Yeah. I think he was in Demolition Man. So we have the first attempt to haunt these guys. Otho and Delia are looking through the house, and they open up a cupboard, and there is uh, Barbara hanging herself from a rope. And what does she do? She Oh, her face she peels her off. Face off. And yeah. they go, ah! <laughs> and the reaction's not because of that. It's because the closets are so small. Let's <laughs> hope it's like this in the rest of the house. Why is this film and people hanging themselves? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to that. I mean, there's, there's something like about proper- that. Yeah, yeah. I I think you'd have a very hard time. We talked about this. Could you do the the suicide jokes? And there's a few of them mm. in today's day and age. And I don't, th- I don't think you could. I think Tim Burton could probably get it made with his current reputation. Mm. I think people turn on him for it, but I think he I could get it made. I don't think he could get it to win. Back yeah. then, it was a different the, time. The Beetlejuice musical, which obviously is inspired by this, and came out like two years ago a lot more modern they really cut it down with any real suicide jokes at all yeah um i think for, for good reason yeah 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 um then we have headless adam where they go in and she's got adam's head just sort of hanging there in her hand and a knife in the other hand yep now did she actually just stand there what you know and cut his head off said, let's cut your head off shall we you know, yeah, it turns out it was two Alec Baldwins. There's twins. Yeah, <laughs> it was the other Baldwin brother. There you don't hear about so much anymore. <laughs> William Baldwin, <laughs> Billy Baldwin. Uh, Alec Baldwin was kneeling behind a black show card that was cut round his chin. Oh, okay. So very practical. Yeah, uh, he, the cleverly done for his age. Yeah, they head up to the attic. Uh, Otto thinks there's something special up there. Otho. I gotta make sure it's not Otto. It's Otho. Otho. <sighs> and so it turns out that. Uh, uh, Adam can run up there and shut the door and locks it. Pass through them, doesn't he? Uh, no, I think he just runs by them and they just, they just feel breeze. Oh, do they? Yeah, I, yeah. Just, I, just no, no, no. There's, there's no passing through. Oh, I thought he passed through him. Barbara runs outside and sees the early draft of Dune. <laughs> like the first go before everything renders properly. They tried to do it using like, you know, Windows 3.1. It wasn't taken. That was funny. Actually, 88, Windows 3.1. That's way early. Um, and then there's some sandworm nonsense. As a kid, this freaked me out. Yeah. I that didn't. stuff there, I was like, I don't I like that. Why, uh, I, didn't, uh, I, I was too young to watch Beetlejuice. Yes, yeah, I was. Same. I remember. I'd have been like 10. Going to a Halloween party at my aunt's house. And I couldn't have been more than 10. It was probably younger, in fact. And someone was dressed as Beetlejuice. And it absolutely terrified me. Like, there was other costumes, other things, but I'd never seen Beetlejuice. And I didn't know who it was. I didn't know what the reference was. And just seeing tall man that I don't know, green wig, stripy suit, blacked out eyes, white face, was terrifying. And so... I remember being, I thinking that Beetlejuice was like a proper horror film for a good few years and then going, oh no, wait, it's not. <laughs> it's okay. I'll tell you what someone thought was a proper horror film, but it was okay. As the Delia wanted Szechuan, not Cantonese food. Yeah. <laughs> I love Cantonese food. I like Cantonese food. I don't think I've had Cantonese food. Yes, you have. It's called Chinese food. Oh, is it? If you've had Chinese, yeah, you, you've, you've had, had Cantonese. Cantonese yeah. Well, why would you say that then? Because China's a big place. Oh, okay. So when you just assume that when we say Chinese, I mean it's easy to market. But yeah, traditionally, what's what we get as Cantonese? Sorry, what we get as Chinese food is like almost entirely Cantonese. Oh, okay. Or a Western variation of Cantonese style. 
Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I have them. <laughs> so it's supposed to show that they're out in the middle of the sticks, right? And they can't get you can't get proper like New York kind of cuisine. <laughs> you eat hot dog. And Lydia is perfect for today's generation because she's dressed in black and she's like, very goth like. Oh, very goth and complaining about everything. Fringe. I'm sure you do. That was cool. This is every girl I see at my university. Yeah, but here is especially being, on the arts. Course. Here is being played for laughs. Yeah. yeah, which is it so wouldn't weak. be played for laughs today to be like, oh, they're so, you know, they're so troubled. We need to make sure that they're okay. And I'm so, like, this is funny. I think that's why it's such a cult classic now, especially for people my age, because they just see Lydia and they're like, oh yes, I want to say that I'm strange and unusual. This is very yes. TikTok era. Uh, cool. No one suffers like I suffer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm not, it's not, not us coming against mental health. Far from it. But there is a bit of a caricature, of course. Um, so Delia says that, uh, everything's going, the furniture's going alongside whatever's in the attic. So this is the giant thing is the attic is the one part of the house that the Maitlands still have control of. And why would you go around spraying the walls? That's what color they want them. Yeah. It's just, it's, I'm saying, yeah. here's what those colors because they're, they're going to be, you know, taking down the, the everything anyway. Yeah. But you've got to live in it. Like, you... Oh, they're not, they're, well, not long because we got renovation day. <laughs> yeah. And um, Charles comes down. He wants a cup of tea. Tells the guys to take half an hour off. <laughs> Just he like, drapes his kettle on the on the tap. On the tap. I, thought, yeah. I, was like, I was like, that's so clever. So did I. Why have I never thought of this? Because <laughs> my kettle was electric. <laughs> it doesn't have. <laughs> of course, <laughs> it of would, course. But I was sitting there going, that's really cool. <laughs> so did I. We do that with the kettles out the outdoor work. That's Meanwhile, cool. Delia is outside and is going. I have four sculptures. Where's my fourth sculpture? And then, of course, it's being sort of raised up. Oh, and it comes, it got me. It comes smashing through the window. Scares yeah. the crap out of Charles. It scares the <laughs> crap out of me. I think this is one of the one of about three jumps that actually made me go. It, 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 it comes out and then it sort of pins Dealey against the house. Her direct line is, this is my art and it's very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> and during this, Lydia looks up and sees the Maitlands. And their heads yeah. look so big in that window. They did, yeah. That was not quite. Do you know what I mean? That didn't. It look- was not to scale. Gina, no. Gina Davis is here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we have a skeleton key that goes to the attic. This is dropped off by Jane. A skeleton key. Skeleton no. key. You can open every. Yeah, how dude. convenient. Mm. This week's magic doohickey will be <laughs> the skeleton key. Yeah. This is a thing I see people talk about in real life. There is a skeleton thing, an actual thing, because that sounds so important. I honestly don't know, because all I know about it is for, like a skeleton key for a house, mate. I don't know. Yeah. For a house. Get, I mean, well, at work, we all have keys for the same doors. Yeah. And that's kind of what a skeleton key would open all. Well, a skeleton key suggests that the locks would be individually different, but this key can open them all. Yeah. yeah As opposed it, to yeah. all the locks are the same, which is what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. Because at my work, like, all the locks are the same for the most part. There is a... There, you, you can get keys that basically adjust to the door yeah. that they're supposed to open. Yeah. Um, and so as they're trying to keep Lydia out, there's a car commercial. Well, basically it's a car commercial that comes on the TV spontane- spontaneously. Um, and there's some great bits where you sort of, you know, he does his, it's a very funny car ripoff, like low yeah. rent car commercial, very North American in its style. Used very cars. much so. A used car <laughs> salesman. Yeah, come on yeah. down. Yep. Um, and some, they get like a pipe clean or something and push Lydia's key out. And she goes, oh. Um, and they said, in case they're reading the, the, the book. And they'll tell you what, for the amount of time they had, I'm with the people on the other side. Like, read the book. 
Yeah. What else you got going on? Exactly. <sighs> Although there was a thing about if they asked Lydia, because Lydia read it after and goes, you could make sense of that. As if like they couldn't, it wasn't in order for them. They couldn't read it properly. Whereas Lydia was able to read it. What we back. needed, if that was the case, is we needed a point of view shot that showed it all looking like garbled nonsense. Yeah. And why could um, this book be seen once they're dead, but then even living people could see the book? There are some fast and loose rules with some of this stuff. Yeah. Question. Do you have a reasoning for why <laughs> they changed the spelling of Beetlejuice? Yes. Yeah. What is it? What, what, what uh, I think they changed it on the poster, yeah, so that people would, be, would know how to say it. Okay, and it just stuck. I think the other one looks too foreign. Yeah. I don't think it looks funny. I think the word beetle followed by the word juice is quite funny. Yeah, uh, but I think the other one looks too complicated and would scare people away. Beetlejuice as a as a as a name is the name of a star. Oh uh, yes, yeah, it is. It's a, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a star, yeah. isn't it? Yep. Yeah. So why? So did they just keep it in the right the spelled the right I way imagine the I imagine that someone as part of the negotiation with what the title would be mm. I imagine that you know so we didn't get scared sheetless I imagine the change <laughs> in the to beetle juice, juice yeah. would have been the actual like um compromise because then if I remember correctly they, I think they can't read it off the screen can you yes can they? Yeah, yeah, no yeah. because that's why you have that because you yeah. don't know how to say it Ethan uh, if I remember correctly, I saw it something. I just go. The reason that they have it spelt Beetlejuice is the the whole thing of you. So they don't write his name uh, correctly for him to appear as some kind of like in inside reference just to the film and how his name's actually pronounced. I don't understand. So, so you, they don't instead of spelling it the correct way, they spell it the fake way. Sorry, as if the correct like, way, sorry, again, correct and incorrect. Which which version are we talking about? So rather uh, than the name of the star ways. Okay, yes, yeah. So instead of it's spelling it the way that it actually is, they spell it the incorrect way of beetle and juice as like a way to avoid them saying his name. I think. I think. But that no, was but the, they, the, the reason they, they, give? they never see the name beetle juice as in two words. The only people who see the way Beetlejuice spelled the way that it's spelled is us. Mm. Oh, no, I know that, but I think it's just supposed to have us in on the kind of thing. I think it's so we're walking around not knowing what the movie's called. <laughs> I just, so when you see it on the thing, you're like, Beetlegeist? Yeah, I thought Gauss. Yeah. No, I'm not going to see that. No. Beetlejuice. Oh, I know that. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's all it is. It's just for comprehension for, for the masses. And yeah, so you can get a couple more it. jokes in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. If anybody knows the the, the 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 etymology of why it's beetle juice, let us know. Um, then we've got um, they draw this door with some chalk, with chalk, which felt very Pan's Labyrinth. If you've seen Pan's yeah. Labyrinth, mm-hmm. mm. and then there's a green light and the door opens. This is after I've knocked three times. Three is an important number. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, they go to a waiting room, and the waiting room is a great set piece. Like as far as yeah. location goes, That's it's just very great. cool. Yeah, um, they're there for an appointment with Juno, their caseworker, and they only get three sh- like visits, I guess, over the course of their time. One hundred and twenty-five years. Yeah, I like the reception. They have to haunt there. Yeah, thing for Miss Argentina. Miss Argentina, nineteen thirty-seven, something like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, we got cross cutting. So Lydia breaks into the attic and is smitten with the town, and then finds the book. Um, Adam's offered a cigarette. Says uh, no from a guy who looks like he's just like Burn. one, like a diseased yeah. lung. 
Uh, yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we find out how you die is very personal. And if you look around, you go, oh, okay, there is something uh, to that. And then there's a theory coming up. Now, it'll be brought up by Ortho later, or Otho later, but I want to talk about it here. Is that uh, he mentions that everybody, if you commit suicide, then you commit, then you do civil service in the afterlife. And if you look at everybody involved in the civil service and the government jobs of the afterlife, they all appear to have done some sort of self harm. Yeah. Yes. The receptionist with the wrists, yeah. uh, the caseworker who's got the right. slit in her throat. It does feel like everybody's got that. Now, what Beetlejuice did, we don't know. The roadkill guy, the flag. The roadkill guy must have jumped purposely in front of a vehicle. Yeah. yeah. But it seems like if you've done, if you've ended your own life, then you cheated the system, so you pay for it now in the afterlife. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, just an interesting kind of kind of concept for what interesting they did there. take. Yeah. 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 Um, and so. Um, the Maitlands, they said, oh, you want to go to the sixth door on the right? And they go to the sixth door on the right, and there's a statue there. And they're back in their own house, because the statue's the, the statue that pinned um, Delia earlier in the film. Mm. Just, How long were we gone? And then I think it was three months, am I right? Three months. Yeah. yeah. And so Juno tells them to work with their own talents, do better, and then tells them everything. What about this beetle? No, no, don't mention his name. <laughs> and then she gives all the information you'll need yeah <laughs> it did take me until like that point to realize that when she was smoking the smoke was just coming back out not. of her throat they don't really a, focus on it until that it's point a yeah brilliant effect um and so it turns out we're being told he's hanging around the cemetery in the pet town and then for some reason we had this like this flies eye view Ugh. Of, yeah. he's, he's attracting food isn't he does beetlejuice need to eat yeah because you see him eat bugs throughout throughout the film but we never see barbara or adam eat no I Why do they need to eat different in that way? I think they just, they just want to be gross. gross. Maybe enjoys yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so all the people in the waiting room the and in the office are in the same condition as when they died, and the way they died is shown clearly. But the Maitlands are not wet. Yes. Tim Burton felt that keeping the actors wet all the time would be too uncomfortable. Oh, okay. So I get it for the sake of that, but when you set everything up, it does kind of feel like a bit of a red herring. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, back in the life of the living, Charles talks Max into coming up to Connecticut. Max is Rene Goulet. Who's that? Oh, he's like a Canadian, like like old, like songbird sort of singer. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, who doesn't like Charles? Calls him a putz after they hang on. <laughs> we can hear haunting sounds, and Charles thinks it's Lydia. Uh, the, the haunting noises continue, and now it's both Adam and Barbara who are doing the, the haunting sounds. And Lydia thinks it's her dad and Delia having sex. At this point, <laughs> we find out they're not biological mother and daughter. Yeah. So up until this point, I think we just sort of thought that they were both just kind of weird. They both, and she gets referred to as her mother as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, Lydia takes pictures and sees no feet. And then they have a chat. Just a little hey you can see us yeah i can see you why is that and it was like live people ignore the strange and unusual but i am strange and unusual mm. should we do character exposition no I'll just have her say what she is yeah just have her say what she is <laughs> lazy they want lydia to tell her parents the ghosts are terrible lydia says you better up your game because these sheets ain't gonna do it <laughs> the parents don't listen and then we cut to later that night and the model town all of a sudden there's a blinking light that advertises beetlejuice <laughs> with very little reason as to what's different now they just decide let's say beetlejuice three times yeah and we shrink them all town and they have to dig him up and uh they have to dig up like this like fake grass and that cardboard and effect it was so great good. that was cool it was very good but why say his name three times and have to dig him up that's a great point 
because you have to get because she the Juno then says later you didn't put him back so obviously if you don't you have to put him back in the ground so that he can't cause havoc but yeah, I guess. No other. Oh, yeah, I, I guess you're right. It just didn't seem because he was in the ground before when he got the fly. He, it's yeah. only his hand that comes up, though, isn't it? Yeah, I know. But it's... well, he's sitting there doing commercials. Where's he doing that yeah. from? Where's he? Where's he? Is he reading his newspaper in his coffin? Exactly. He's a demon. I he can do what he wants. <laughs> so um, many flaws. Bigger on the inside. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Beetlejuice flies out of the casket once they finally. Uh, dig him up and uh, stops there and he kisses Barbara who he calls Babs <laughs> and he throws his hat off and when he throws the hat off he's like Wing! as he does like, like his B-movie sound effect yeah great it's fun you could not do this today oh god no, no not at Beetlejuice all. is what we call in England you would call a sex pest yep yeah um, like he's he's constantly lusting lusting groping He's um, leering, leering, attempting to lift the skirt of, yeah. and the part of Beetlejuice needs to be, though he is kind of the antagonist of the piece. You kind of have to. Um, the whole idea is you're supposed to want to laugh at him or with him a little bit. Yeah, yeah you need to be on his side somewhat, and then he goes too yeah. far, and you go, "Okay, now you've gone too far. We we gotta yeah. we gotta do away with you." But yeah. um, it can't be. This. He's like a panto villain. No. No. Exactly. He's like a panto villain. And we have to go, it's you're a like, scoundrel, but to all you, yeah. you, you scallywag. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. At this point, I'm like, how am I supposed to like him? Like, find anything he does funny now? Because it's just. Or he must take on it. I was okay. I laughed with it, but I didn't realize the barrier to doing that again. Yeah. 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 That was me. I think because it was the lifting the skirt that I was like, uh, this is this isn't like a joke anymore. This is like it's a joke, but it's just not funny is like a character introduction. I've seen bits of the musical and obviously it's very toned down in that because it's two years late. It's only two years ago that they did it. Um, And so seeing this version of Beetlejuice, I was a bit like, oh, okay, because I hadn't seen the film before. Right. um, So I didn't know that he was quite this leery in that and obviously my first impression being the a lot more lovable cheeky chap that he is in the musical it was a bit it was a bit of a oh okay um but i was still able to go i get it it's i know why they've toned it down now obviously but i i get it it's, it's a different time that it was made in yeah, yeah. not right but equally not not right from when he's, it was made. He's also not supposed to be a hero. He's a demon. Yeah. yeah. He's literally yeah. a demon. Yeah. So if he's <laughs> morally bankrupt, I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah. Because yeah. he's dead. This doesn't happen that much later on. No. It's only just for this one sequence, which is just a shame for the introduction. So um, the Burtons... Uh, <laughs> the Burtons. Tim Burton, sorry. Tim Burton, uh, instead of Michael Keaton, Tim Burton wanted Sammy Davis Jr., did he really bit different in it yeah 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 uh pr- the producers wanted sam kinnison don't know who that is know that. Mm-hmm. you'll know this name or dudley moore really <laughs> it's a very different isn't it if he's british and dudley moore it's not it's not that's it's not the sex pesty oh, energy of michael Keaton. no no and also that's a snog babs also with dudley moore you he's got that likable feel about him all the time. He goes from being Patch the Elf. Yeah. <laughs> to that. <laughs> to Beetlejuice. Could you imagine? Oh, I can imagine him being Larry. No. Um, so David Geffen suggested Keaton. Oh, so there's two to references to David Geffen. It must be right. Yeah. Uh, Burton hadn't heard of Keaton, but was quickly won over. 
Oh, he's so good. The character of Beetlejuice was originally envisioned in the original script as a winged demon who takes on the form of a short Middle Eastern man, intent on killing the, the uh, Dietzes rather than scaring them, and wanted sex from Lydia instead of wanting to marry her. In this version of the oh, script, no. Beetlejuice only needs to be exhumed from his grave to be summoned, after which he is free to wreak havoc. He cannot be summoned or controlled by saying his name three times and wanders the world freely, appearing to torment different characters in different manifestations. The script also featured a second Deech child, a nine-year-old named Kathy, who would be the only person able to see the Maitlands and the subjects of Beetles, Beetlejuice's homicidal wrath in the film's climax, during which he mutilates her while in the form of a rabid squirrel before revealing her his true form. Uh, yeah, I'm brilliant. fine with this Beetlejuice we get here. I have yeah. no more complaints about what he did before. So you're not going to believe this. There was a rewrite. Uh, <laughs> Was and the there? first rewrite by a guy named Warren Scarin uh, retained some of the more sinister characteristics, but toned down the character to make him a troublesome pervert rather than blatantly <laughs> murderous. Yeah. I like that. Troublesome pervert. Yeah. Um, Michael Keaton refused the role originally because he, quote, just didn't get it, but came around after meeting Tim Burton, and then he was given a copy of Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and that sold him. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't stand that. This is Michael Keaton. Apparently, it's his favorite film he's ever done. I can see yep. why. It's very fun. Well, it's like, go say whatever you want to say. Yeah. Every, cause there's a, what I have in a note is that Keaton apparently was allowed to ad-lib the majority of his lines. Oh, okay. So, I, yeah. so he basically went, it's showtime. Total, yeah, total freedom. Because <laughs> I think part of that needs to be, like, if you want to go on method, you want them to act like they don't know what he's coming out with. Okay, but have them not know what he's coming out with. Yeah. Here's where we need to get to. You, 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 you show us how to get there. Yeah. How much joy must you have as an actor for someone to go, here's some money, a crazy costume, and a crazy set. Do whatever you want. You got to be confident like in your ability, though. Yeah. I think, yeah. He'd, I think he'd studied a bit of stand up, hadn't he, Michael Keaton? Oh, yeah. I think, I think he knew how to. But it can't just be anybody can go on and do this. No, 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 no. no, no. no. So, uh, according to Keaton, the Beetlejuice character was described to him by Tim Burton as having lived in every time period, but no time period. Keaton <laughs> used this as the jumping-off point to create the character with such features as the shock hairdo, mold makeup, and large teeth. He said that when he first wrote to set as Beetlejuice, the crew started chanting, Juice, Juice, Juice. <laughs> <laughs> and this got Keaton excited for his role. That's uh, cool. Aw. See, if it was the other way, it'd be, guys, guys, guys. <laughs> All right, guys, guys. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Uh, so they ask, the Maitlands ask Beetlejuice if he can be scary. They want to know if he's qualified, which I hope now has led to the uh, the clip that I'm hoping to put at the start of this episode, <laughs> where he talks about how he's trained at Juilliard and uh, all that stuff. They said, could you be scary, though? And they shoot him from behind with all of us like, blah, blah, blah. and so the mind has to imagine. I like that. I think yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, good. it's very, it's we see bits, but yeah. And then um, Barbara's not feeling it and goes, home, 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 which no one ever told us was a way you could get out of this. No. She just no. figured it out. Just, apparently, you can just say anything three times. And Beetlejuice has to do it. It's like, it's like, like the it's earliest pizza. form of like Money, Alexa. money, money. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to have seen her tap her heels together. <laughs> <laughs> home, home, home. So Beetlejuice starts getting angry and he kicks a shrub and it falls over. And his direct line is, Sorry. nice fucking model. <laughs> Total ad lib and him having a shot at the production team. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. The entire tree that falls down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the tree, sorry, yeah. And, and, and they just left it in. And then, and then they <laughs> recreate it in the model, don't they? Yeah, he puts the little tree back up. Oh, it's, it's so good. So clever. Um, there's a dinner party, and Otho says the bit about suicide in the civil service. Lydia confesses she saw some ghosts. This is in front of Rene Goulet and his wife. 
and and some guy who I only saw from Cheers. It's all I know him from. I saw him earlier this year in, in an episode of Cheers. Uh, Delia tries to shut it down, and then how she's trying to shut it down, we just hear uh tim burton feared the sequence would not go over well since his opinion it wasn't very funny he turned out to be wrong audiences loved it and think of it as one of the film's most iconic scenes georgia who had never seen it before what was your opinion of the scene uh it reminded me of our good friend alan lord okay um, who (laughs) likes to sing that song on karaoke Um, oh he does yes 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 (laughs) yeah but yeah, no, I think it was great. It's brilliant. Um, there's something maybe because we're all musical types. There's something like performative about that, but it just seems like it'd be a pretty good time. Yeah, yeah. You love it because like it's like acting without dialogue. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, how can I just react to this? And I'll say this: Whilst doing what you're supposed to be doing, but like also kind of not. Yeah, yeah. It's I thought Delia was great, but I thought Jeffrey Jones was fantastic in this scene. Oh, when they start so going together. Funny, oh, man. he's so good in this. I love how they, they look surprised. And they're like, ooh, yeah, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> and it's like every time it I'm stops, they're like, I'm going to try and smooth it. And then it's like this abrupt. Yeah. Really, I'd be very curious to know how long that sequence took to shoot. See, I haven't seen this film for so long. Like and yet, I, what I liked about it is I remember this scene so well. Yeah. So even though I hadn't seen it for all these years, that is a very iconic scene in this film. Yeah. Ethan. One of my favorite things in films that I've seen recently is like whenever a character somehow magically knows like how to do certain moves, but their face shows the opposite and it's like full body confidence in like every sort of movement they do and their face just says the the absolute opposite. And this sequence is so perfect because there's points where it looks like people get into it and they're like, oh, no, 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 this is weird. And especially with Otho where he like, he looks like he's having a great time and then he realizes what's going on and his body is like, no, we're doing this now. I love it. It's funny that you mention Otho because when Glenn Shaddix, who played Otho, died in September 2010, the last song performed at his memorial service was Deo. Oh, also known as the Banana Boat song. Banana Boat song, yeah, yeah. So Harry Belafonte, yeah. Um, they celebrate the haunting, and it doesn't work to scare them off. Delia wants everyone to come downstairs, and um, Lydia says they don't want to come down. And then at this point, like everybody else, is like, oh, clearly this was just a ruse. We've all just been manipulated. I'm like, what? Uh, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be more manipulation if we're like, and now here are our friends, the ghosts. You can't see them. No, they're definitely there. I believe I saw. Be like, I'm dancing. I'm being forced to dance against my will. Someone singing a song from their mouth that's not their voice. Ah, this is this is fake. Oh, this is fake. Unless you see the puppet strings. Yeah, Uh, I believe I saw somewhere that the original choice wasn't Calypso, and I think it was a Catherine O'Hara call to try Calypso music instead because they were doing a different song. This is way better because it's so juxtapositioning. Yeah. It's this so like funny. happy calypso music with like what's going on. Um. So and then the Maitlands go upstairs thinking they've nailed this. Yeah. Like just can't wait to see them leave. And meanwhile, they're all like, "We're gonna count our money. <laughs> it's gonna be fantastic." Um. And then Delia, um, first Lydia comes up and they go, "No, we can't do that." Um, and then Delia goes upstairs and demands to be let in. The door finally opens, and Otho finds and steals the handbook. Naughty. As they leave, the banister turns into a snake, and it's Beetlegeist. Wouldn't you feel the difference? <laughs> well, she, we, we, we do see her face kind of register, but something's not right. Mm. 
Um, the snake scene had been filmed before Keaton was cast as Beetlejuice. Wow. And so the animatronic snake bore no resemblance to him. After Keaton had been cast, some additional film was shot for the scene using a stop-motion snake that looked more like Beetlejuice. This was suggested by the studio to make sure the audience knows the snake is Beetlejuice and not some random monster from the afterlife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that makes sense. Yeah, because it's the first bit that he interferes, and you go, wow, he's really good at this. Like, he's much better. Yeah. Like, forget all this, like, cutesy music stuff. <laughs> we're we're going to do some proper stuff here. Yep. Um, and then he's got uh, Charles by, he's hanging upside down, and says, we've come for your daughter, Chuck. <laughs> now, she's presented as a young girl. Now, we don't know how young, but, oh. like, uh, I mean, you can't be younger than 13. There's no way. No. There's no I, way. Alyssa Milano would have been a lot younger. I mean, I'm not talking about like real life. I'm talking about the way the character is presented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. she's called a little girl by uh, by Barbara uh, at yeah. one point in the film. Oh, okay. Um, at which point this makes the whole union thing really weird. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I, believe I she think was, that's supposed to, but yeah. Yeah, I believe she was played by a 16-year-old on Broadway for a while, so yeah. she's obviously yeah, not supposed Sophia to be very, very something. old. She's um, like 17 now. Yeah. So that would have been like 15. You know? Lydia freaks out on Barbara because uh, she felt that it went too far. Leave me alone. Everybody leave me alone. Minnie Beetlejuice has an argument with the Maitlands and then ends up going to a brothel. <laughs> Dante's Inferno. To which point Barbara's like, why did you build that? And he's like, whoa. He didn't I know. think you would have noticed this before yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're laughing. He just kind of went. He <laughs> 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 is mentioned later, though. It's not actually yes. a hardware store. <laughs> uh, yes, the Maitlands. I got a joke now. I can't use it. Yep, the Maitlands so. <laughs> get told <laughs> off by Juno, um, who's says there's a bunch of issues. He didn't put Beetlejuice back. Otho's got the book, mm. and we have photographic proof that the dead are actually a thing. Uh, and I'm going, why is Otho still there? And in the next scene, he happens to tell me he knows just as much about the supernatural as he does about interior design. How convenient. So yeah. why, would, why would he live with the family? Plot needs him to be there. Ugh, yeah. Maybe he's got a movie. Well, rather than have two characters, we could have one. Yeah. 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 And I'll tell yeah. you what, I really didn't like Otho, but I'm not supposed to. Yeah, so, I, I didn't like yeah. him either. Inside the house, Lydia's wearing a black veil, and I'm sorry, this suicide note is being played for laughs. It really is. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I am alone. Scrunch it up. I am yeah. utterly alone. And then you know she changes like the verbiage on like how she's gonna oh jumped and plummeted plummeted. Yeah. Yep. Um, meanwhile, we carcass the Juno. Juno wants to see proof on how she'll how the the Maitlands will scare the Dietzes, and that's much better. Much better. Yeah. Much better. Um, and this time, apparently, the first time you visit the afterlife sort of waiting room, three months. This time, real time. There we are. Yeah. <laughs> it's because they got summoned this time, I think. Is that the difference? Like, I think so. Okay. I think it's the waiting in the waiting room. That is that what it is? Okay. I think so, yeah. Uh, this time, oh, sorry, that, uh, back to the attic, Lydia talks to Beetlejuice. He wants to get out, but she says, I want to get in. I want to be dead. Mm. He plays charades with her in order to get her to say Beetlejuice, but she gets to two and goes, this doesn't feel right. I want to talk to Barbara. Good on. Um, just as the Maitlands are about to come back in, they have a conversation about whether they should scare her or not. And this is where Barbara says, I want to be with Lydia, which would be great if you'd ask Lydia if she wants to be with them too. Mm. There's an implicit bond. And I think the movie said, well, we just showed it in the previous one. I yeah. still think probably should have a conversation about this. Yeah. At no yeah. point does she go on have a mom. I wish you were my mom. Stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is back to my theory about them having kids. Yes, 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 yes. This is who and she becomes. more apparent later. Yeah. 
Make more parent. A, a parent. <laughs> uh, and so there's a pitch to Max, and Max loves this. There's a talking. He says, oh, I'm a talking Marcel Mar- Marceau statue. Brilliant. <laughs> Marcel Marceau was a uh, mime. Mime artist, yeah. So never would have had a, sort of a talking statue. Would have been. So it's a nice little yeah, joke, yeah, yeah. but it's very specific. I only know about Marcel Marceau through friends. Yeah, same. Because Chandler buys Joey a bracelet, makes fun of the bracelet. No, Joey buys Chandler a bracelet. Chandler makes fun of the bracelet and says, we're doing impressions. Because he was doing, I do the food of my bracelet. Because I think he calls it from the Mr. T House of Crap or something. And then he turns around and he sees Joey. And he says, oh, we're doing impressions. Show him your Marcel, Mar Marceau. And Joey, without saying a word, turns around and leaves. And Chandler has to go, it's actually pretty good. <laughs> um, Lydia says that, um, you know, the Maitlands aren't here, and we don't want to be teased or be forced to do stupid tricks, and then Otho's convinced that, A, they're there, and B, he can summon them. And we start a seance with some wedding clothes. Otho's is a spell, and it strips Barbara away from um, Adam, and he sort of fills up those, she fills up the wedding dress and starts to age terribly. Oh, real bad. And then he does likewise. I hate that bit. I love it. This was um, the practical effects are incredible. I, I hear you, but man, when I was ten, I didn't love this. Oh, so I for didn't. a minute, I'm ten again. I'm going, oh, yeah, I yeah, like yeah, this when yeah, I was yeah. ten. Same. I heard like the jaw starts falling off oh, and all that oh. stuff. Oh, Lydia asks for help. Hands they crumble. Yeah, Lydia asked. I remembered all the breaks. I knew exactly when they were all going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lydia asks for help, and Beetlejuice wants to stay out, or you can. Uh, I'm sorry, he wants to stay out, and that means I have to get married. And so he sort of forces her to say Beatles three times and agree to marry her, Ugh. which is uh, persistent. <laughs> he's so lusty with Barbara, and then by marrying Lydia, like I know he's supposed to be a demon. Now he they're very careful not to have him do anything overtly sexual to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't he would even say anything. Yeah, yeah, they don't do anything like that. But still, the premise is a bit. Um. So he comes in, uh, and he starts off with attention Kmart shoppers, <laughs> which actually, when Kmart was a thing, that would actually be like a, a thing they would say to you: attention Kmart shoppers, check out aisle four for our deal on red licorice. That's attention real red licorice aisle four. Um, there's a Beetlejuice mer- toys aisle six. Yes, there were really Beetlejuice toys. It was, was a huge it? deal. Yeah. Ah, okay. Uh, there's a merry-go-round. Uh, with Beetlejuice as the center of it, and he like blows up his hands to be like mallets that he uses to then like ping up the special guests through the roof. <laughs> I don't think we ever see them again. No, I think he might have killed them. He might have. Well, I think yeah. he did. Uh, Otho goes for a run, and him. Beetlejuice catches him before changing his suit color to blue, and that's it for Otho. He had a blue suit. That's his punishment. <sighs> for him, oh, no, his it doesn't match. Yeah. Uh, the wedding, uh, the promised wedding. Lydia makes this promise. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's in red. Um, yeah, the red wedding. <laughs> yep. Alan's jaws falling off. Uh, the statues come to life and trap the Deeses as witnesses. witnesses. Yeah, but you, Delia's hat is over her face, so actually technically she can't see. I think I would like to have known how he can manifest the statues into living beings. And other things. I guess yeah. he, doesn't, they're not, he just moves them. But like. I guess, does he... They seem like they're somewhat sentient. Mm. Yeah, maybe he just possesses them for a bit. Maybe. Uh, we get all this typical Tim Burton aesthetic. Alan and Barbara, if you look carefully, start to de-age. Yeah. Uh, Lydia tries to mm. say no, and then Beetlejuice throws her voice into his mouth, which is fantastic. 
I, Lydia Deeds, being a sound mind of bodies, I love this man. He is my man, and I love him. <laughs> Which, of course, then Winona Ryder's acting opposite this with yeah. just her eyes. Fantastic. Brilliant. Um, Al, uh, Adam, sorry, is stopped with his teeth falling out, and then when he yeah. tries to pick him up, he's transported to... Oh, the village. The village, yeah. The, the village. village. Yeah. He gets a much better deal of the two. Because then Barbara yeah. tries. She gets a zipper for her mouth, and then it's a Open, steel plate. And then it opens it. Opens and- it to <laughs> Steel plate. And then he dumps her into Dune. Yeah. 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 I'll tell you what. Why Dennis- Barbara couldn't say it quicker? Oh, it was just, yeah. I'll tell She's you like, what. Beetlejuice. Just say it once, and so, you have to pause. So, like Someone told us you had to pause three seconds. No. Yeah. I'll tell you what, like if you look at that footage from Dune, like Dennis Villeneuve cleaned that up before he put that up on the screen. Like, that <laughs> no, is fantastic. That's great. Meant for the big screen. <laughs> um, and then uh, Adam drives off in this like Jeep thing, and it crashes in not a Jeep, a car, this miniature car, which works. He drives it off of the off of the map, off of the map, which is downstairs now. Foot. Individual's foot, which distracts explodes. him. It what? The car explodes. The car explodes. He gets out before. Yeah. It oh, he gets out. Okay. Yeah. And then an Adam driver. Somehow, <laughs> the worm can now cross over from Saturn or whatever it was called. There was that before into the real world. Barbara's riding it because Barbara's riding it. It can now do this. Whereas before, well, home can, was sanctuary, yeah, but yeah, now yeah. home is reachable. Yeah. This was very much. A, we got five minutes left. Wrap this up. So, at what point did she make a reconciliation with this snake thing? I have no idea. Because <laughs> she slapped it before. Like, she, uh, like, scared of her. Do you remember the end of like Shrek One? And you're like, <laughs> how has how have Donkey and Dragon managed to like make up in this capacity? Where yeah, like she yeah. contro- you like, you control them? Like, what's going on with with with, with Barbara? And like, uh, uh, the what? Thing. Like, it was going to kill you a minute ago, and now you're like, let me ride you Maybe and get Beetlejuice. Well, he hates Beetlejuice, and it was like, cool, yeah, let's get him. Maybe like the Beetlejuice just- was stealing this gimmick. Of being a snake yeah i just yeah. assumed it was Black because she snake. slapped it before it's like more timid of her so she could ride it uh, it was I this think was the reason she's the original the reason dragon she's able to crash dragon, it through is because dragon over. rider <laughs> the, 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 the original mother of mother sandworms, dragons, yeah. <laughs> sandworms. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. um this was a barbara x machina it is yeah um and eats Beetlejuice, and that's the end of it i guess um, but not for long. Not for long, no. <laughs> so a very specific reference that only people I got that. I love that. We get to the coda, and Lydia is now happy, well adjusted, not wearing black, wearing a traditional school uniform. Her hair is more reasonable. You you thought her her bangs, as they would say in North America, or her fringe, as they would fringe, say over here. Yeah, but you always love fringe. I do. Uh, and then we there's this lovely she's got moment. Rid of the black makeup, and she? she's not yeah. so goth. There's this lovely moment, which which suggests that all they need is a little love and attention, and look what happens. Yeah. And there's a really nice Goth-hands. parenting moment where, like, it seems like the Dietzes are just totally cool with the Maitlands raising their kid. Yep. Now they do go. Oh, sounds like she got an A on her math test. Yeah. Um, and so her reward for and it's left from us what it is. But her reward for passing her math test and for acing it is like this. Some ghosty Some weird possession that she still has freedom of, but she can dance to. So, you know, drop in the line, everybody in line. Okay. Okay. I believe you. I believe you. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a fun song. More Calypso music. She's dancing. She's happy. And we haven't seen her happy at all in the movie. Nope. Mm. And so we see her happy and we sort of, you know, zoom out. Everybody's happy. Oh, and Delia is making art now that looks like Beetlejuice. Yeah. yeah, and she seems to be doing quite well. She with must it. be doing well with the it. Head yeah, of the snake. And I think yeah. the head of the snake. Yeah, the dad broke 
wrote a book about the afterlife and, and humans getting on or something like that. Was oh, he says this he reads like a VCR manual, which I didn't get at the time because the old one was so confusing. If it's a VCR manual, I don't know if that means that it's complicated or if it means it's easy to understand. It's just a simple formula. I don't know. I just assumed yeah. it was because it was boring because I thought that's what Adam says about the uh, handbook for the recently deceased as well. Because the old joke was that... Um, was that you couldn't figure anything out from it. Oh, but sorry. The old joke with VCRs used to be you could never figure out how to program it to record on one channel and watch uh, another and all that stuff. I couldn't do that. Oh, you of all people. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we actually go to the coda. Beetlejuice is trying to feel up some legs. Um, it's, it's great because the legs are in the first time yeah. that Adam and Barbara go to. The legs them. belong to Tim Burton's then girlfriend. Ah. I thought you were going to say Tim Burton. No, no. Um, his he then tries to steal a, a witch doctor's it's not a draw, a witch it's doctor's not, uh, number, yeah. which was great because this is like twenty five million. It's like nine and, 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 and like yeah. and like the guy the it's witch doctor four. is four and it's like now serving three. I love when you look up at the the sign that's given the numbers. It's like a deli counter sign. Yeah, it can yeah. only get yeah. up to two two digits. Two digits. So yeah. <laughs> um, and so the football team, who there was a running joke with the football team, I wasn't that impressed with there it, but go. they were back for a little ca- cameo because I guess as part, I, I understand this. So how can the Maitlands make them appear on cue? Exactly. Do they not have free will over where? And, are, are they ripping them from there? Oh, this is not. Nah, this knows? is just a bit silly. <laughs> Uh, and that is, and it's a fun little way to get out of the movie. Uh, Beetlejuice is again being punished. He hasn't learned any lessons, but we don't want him to learn any lessons. No. Uh, in a different version of the script, the film was to conclude with the Maitlands, Dietzes, and Otho construct conducting an exorcism ritual that destroys Beetlejuice and the Maitlands transform it into miniature versions of themselves that would then move into Adam's model of their home, which they would then refurbish to look like their house before the Dietzes moved in. I quite like that. A bit poetic, yeah. yeah. You, remember that? You, see, you see um Barbara at one point picking out the wallpaper to do the attic up, so it looks like they're they're allowed to like live in the attic. Live there, that's yeah, your yeah. space. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh according to producer Larry Wilson, another ending was darker, with Winona Ryder's Lydia dying in a fire and joining oh, her friends in the afterlife. No. They changed it after considering the message it would send to young people that death would be a happy ending. Yeah, no way. Hello, thirteen reasons why. Yeah. Um a tidbit. Beetlejuice was the first ever DVD sent out by Netflix. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, because they were a home rental place, weren't they? Netflix? Yeah, originally you just Rich fired off DVD. When I first moved over here, Netflix wasn't this way, but Amazon had like a love film or something it was called. Yeah. Where you would, oh, yeah. yeah, we had that as well. Yeah, That's where just, you could like fire off DVDs. It, yeah, it just yeah. ended just before I showed, just after I showed up. That is just brought back so many memories i can i can see the ad the post. Yeah. and that's like eight yeah. that's like eight it's only eight years ago or yeah, nine years not, ago yeah long yeah um the tv show community which started airing over 20 oh, years this. after the release of beetlejuice staged an elaborate but extremely subtle multi-year tribute to the movie yeah during the first three seasons of the show a character said the word beetlejuice once a season until just after the third season mentioned an extra in a beetlejuice halloween costume walks by in the background that's, uh, that's cool yeah and then finally what about a sequel why was there never a sequel surely they might have had an idea and they did in 1990 burton hired jonathan gems to write a sequel titled beetlejuice goes hawaiian (laughs) tim thought it'd be funny to match the surfing backdrop of a beach movie with some sort of german expressionism because they're totally (laughs) wrong together the story followed the deets family moving to hawaii where charles is developing a resort they soon discover that his company is building on the burial ground of an ancient hawaiian kahuna the spirit comes back from the afterlife to cause trouble and beetlejuice becomes a hero by winning a surf contest with his magic 
Keaton and Winona Ryder agreed to do the film on the condition that Burton returns, but both Burton and Keaton soon became distracted by a little film called Batman Returns. Yeah. In 1996, (laughs) Kevin Smith was approached to rewrite the script. Really? But turned it down and made a joke in his one-man show about... We really have to go Hawaiian. Didn't we say everything there was to say about Beetlejuice the first time around? <laughs> and rewrites continued until 2017. Wow. They were still actively trying to make this film. Stop about development hell, this film. But by 2019, the project had at that point officially been shelved. The thing with the makeup is you can totally still do Beetlejuice. You could, yeah. yeah. The yeah. problem becomes Lydia. And I think you have to have Lydia. You don't need the Maitlands, actually. You need Lydia. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she's the main one. You could have Delia still. I don't know anybody else but yeah i'm kind of okay with just you know but i don't know if oh that, wait no yeah no <laughs> i don't know I if that ship that is, right after i realized that right after i said but i don't know if that ship has sailed or not <sighs> so uh that is the uh end of the film so i don't think you can do a sequel justice especially now for all this time i know that keen was pushing for a sequel wasn't he he loves the character yeah yeah mm. let's hit the big green button do it And we are on the end game now. Liam, we need a random word, buddy. Random word. Skeleton key. Skeleton key. Yeah, yeah. This week's magic doohickey. The skeleton key. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Excellent. I'm also had a magic doohickey. I need to do a little jingle for magic doohickey. We should. Like a little like, twinkly. It's a magic doohickey. Do-hickey. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Well, I'll get like a guitar and strum a chord and we'll do some vocals at some point. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, maybe a night when we're not doing a second uh, thing right afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> let's go ahead and do some stuff. A $15 million budget. What does it make? What does it make for a box office? Liam. 42 million. 42. Georgia. 60. And Ethan? 55. Uh, between, it's hard to get a, a, a confirmed worldwide number. Somewhere between 74.5 and 84.6. Do oh. I win? You, wow. do. you are, yep. Woo. It was the 10th highest grossing film of 1988, but did like ridiculously better domestically than internationally. Oh, okay. Of that number, like 85, 90% is, is Canada, the U.S. Oh. Yeah, I can imagine. It's a very zany movie for them. I don't think the Brits would like that. Maybe time. not. Yeah. Um, the the awards, uh, it did win an Oscar. Best makeup. Oh, of course. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Whose story is this? Lydia's. Lydia's. I'd say the Maitlands. Oh. I'd no. argue the Maitlands just because everything that happens is revolved around them i'm gonna go with lydia as well yeah me too because lydia's she's the in all those sequels we heard about we didn't hear any mention of the maitlands it's no. lydia's story and she's the linchpin between that world and their world she's the commonality yep yeah, yeah, yeah. yep um what is the story that's a great question uh <laughs> no idea no i have no idea <laughs> this is very much a fever dream of a film it is it's a it's there's some sort of allegory about death and those sorts of things going on, but it, it doesn't seem to know. It it's not fearing like, death. It seems to linger a lot yeah, about... Um, but also not romanticising it, because literally she is almost married to a demon. Yeah. Like, there's, there's... Yeah. Oh, okay, so you're not being afraid of death, but again, yeah, that's really actually really powerful for like a teenage audience, because yeah. I made a joke about 13 Reasons Why, but there is this sort of thing that sort of comes up when you get to a certain point when you're uh, an adolescent and you realise, maybe for the first time, your own mortality... Yeah. yeah, some people steer into that and become almost obsessed with death and the concept of and, of and, and, and romanticize that. Yeah. And I think you're you're right. There is 
it's about not being afraid, but also not romanticizing this. This is something that comes in time, but yeah, yeah. Because and, then the fact that the, all of the like people that actually have to work in the afterlife are people that have committed suicide. There's it's quite poignant. There's a message about not 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 calling your own ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, um, Ethan, you want to say anything about that? Uh, I'd say it's sort of the same kind of thing. I think it's definitely life is a lot more a lot more worth living than you give it, even if it is awful yeah. and cherished stuff. Especially because the second that you want to, you know, die, kill yourself, everything then becomes a lot worse, and you have Michael Keaton as your husband. There's also a really. Uh... <laughs> Ethan's mic chose to like glitch out on like all the like There's also something it wasn't that bad. Uh, there's also something about like uh possessiveness, and I don't mean of people in this case of this. But I mean they're so worried about their house and what their house looks like and people changing their house. And eventually over the course of the film, I think everybody gets it's not about stuff, it's about people, it's about relationships. Yeah. And this is what life is. Life is about relationships, it's not about stuff. Absolutely. And their, their their whole goal was we want our house. We want our house to be our house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, what they realised in the end, what they wanted was actually Olivia. just <laughs> a a family inside the house. It became yeah. a parent to them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, what's the role of women in this one, Georgia? You've been gone for a while. Tell us the role of women. I have uh, role of women in this is yeah, it's fine. It's it's not particularly a gendered story. I don't think. Um, nope. Um, all of the females that we have in the story are actually probably in charge of their relationships. I think Barbara has Barbara equally as much, ma- uh, oh, as much, even like she drives. More so. Dealer yeah. absolutely is. Yes, yeah, she is. She does. She's not she afraid to speak her mind in any, any yeah. way, shape or form. And Lydia's great, especially for a teenage character, is really well, actually really quite well written. I quite like her. Next question. In a film called Beetlejuice, how many minutes does uh, Michael Keaton actually spend on screen? Oh, I want to say like 17. Nine. 17? I was going to say seven. Seven, and Ethan says nine. Liam, yeah. your closest, 14 and a half. Woo! That's wow. not much. Not much. He only spends two weeks filming. Wow. Yeah, if you no think about how long this must have been, two weeks. No wonder he enjoyed the film. <laughs> <laughs> a week of that was hair and makeup. Yeah. <laughs> Just go in there, do, do your stuff. You got my footage? Great. I'll see the rest of you guys at the premiere. Yeah. Yeah, great. How many times is the word Beetlejuice said in that fashion, said correctly in the film? It's got to be a multiple of three, surely. <laughs> There's a lot of false starts. Oh, I thought, is it not allowed to be, the false starts count, do they? You can, anything that's the word Beetlejuice is said, not the Beetlegeist, but the Beetlejuice, because there's times when Lydia says it twice or Barbara says it twice. Oh, yeah, okay. 11. 11? Four. Four? Georgia? 15. 15? Wow. wow. It was actually a multiple of three. I thought afterwards, maybe I've been unfair. Oh, okay. All right. Favorite character? Lydia. Lydia. Ethan? Ooh. Uh, Barbara. Oh. Oh, she's good, yeah. But yeah. shout out to the I second really half like Beetlejuice. Her. I'm going to. So not the perfect. I'm going to honorable mention Delia. Yeah. Who I great. really like in this. Oh, yeah. She's good. Can I honorable mention Otho? Otho? Yeah, I really oh, like I him. I don't like him. No, yeah, they're not supposed to. But, uh, my, my, my vote, though, because I didn't get to say mine before Ethan decided he was going to list his honorable mention. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Uh, my win goes to Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yeah. 14 and a half minutes, his film still. 
He owns the film. He owns the film. Completely. The film makes you want to see him. It makes you hold on to see him. And then he he delivers all the shots. It's very, very clever. Mike Keen is one of my favorites. We go from liking him to kind of going, go on, kind of going, ooh, to going, no, no, you need to be stopped, to, oh, he's back. Yeah. That's not easy. No, no, no. no. You've got to be likable. Especially in how short this film actually is in comparison to a lot of films. Yeah. Best moment, best moment. Oh, my best moment is the Deo. Deo. Oh, that's a good point. The Calypso scene. Yeah. yeah. That's brilliant because that's the one that's stuck in my head. And the end scene when she goes up and the other Calypso bit. Oh, so the it's, two, the two versions are the same. So shake, yeah, yeah. shake, shake. I'm all around. Shake yeah. them all the time. They're just fun, aren't they? They are. They break up the film. Mm. Uh, I tell, yeah. It's the worst. What you walk away. I tell you what, walking out of a cinema with that music jumping in the line. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you feel that. good. You'd be like, oh, that was great. It does. What yeah. happened? Uh, I don't, I don't uh, know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia. Um, I really like the practical effects, including the claymation stuff. Like all okay. of the like stop motion animation it is. So like when the statues come to life it. and yeah, and, right, the, cool. and the um, the snake face and the uh, li- little different bits and the faces that Adam and Barbara pull out and those yeah. sorts of things because they're they're like clay stop motion animation, which I have a very fond. Like yeah, you're a big fan of, of that I stuff, yeah. I love it, and it makes it makes me happy when I see it. So yeah, definitely that. Ethan? Uh, Georgia took mine. Um, the exorcism scene, I really like how it's done. Just the, the tone of it, oh, wow, the yeah. music. The seance. The, the way yeah. that... Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, everything about it is just incredible. I, I love the way that they crumble, and it's... For a film that's so funny and campy and kitschy, it's so... It, you really feel concern. It has this sense of dread and foreboding that like this is the end for them. And I really like it in a film where it's supposed to be like, death isn't always the end. I really like that. I'm going to go with, um, you've taken a few of mine, but mine, I think my number one still stands true. So I'm going to go with that. Although maybe it's 1A and 1B would have been Calypso. But I'm going to go with The Waiting Room. Yeah. I think The true. Waiting Room, it teaches you the rules of the world. Yeah. And visually, it's so interesting. Because mm-hmm. we've had, you know, death is personal. We have these kind of crazy, wild. And you find yourself looking at each one, going, "How they do?" And it's, it's, they it's visual. Yeah. Like they don't, they don't, they don't tell you. They show you. And if you don't pick it up, great. Okay, tough luck. And they do in this weird, like um, neony kind of yep. feel. Yeah, a lot of the people like blue and green, aren't they? Yeah. Which is that because yeah. they've? I, I assume. I don't know. I don't know either. I think it's to show you that's that dead and surreal. How long have they been dead cold for? And yeah. all that? I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, my, like my, my brain kind of went to, well, maybe the Miss Argentina's blue because she's lost all of her blood. Maybe. But I I don't know. Don't know. It's, it's not the football team but... is based on an actual American football team who went down in a plane crash. Really? Right. And okay. that's the story behind the them. Did survive? Is that... I guess so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, Grumble? I didn't like the whole suicide plot. I didn't, didn't like that side of things. Yeah, it's a bit. It's, a bit, it's weird because in a world where death is lighthearted and death is supposed to be funny, then you kind of have to be a little bit more consistent. I do like they try to play it off with the message when Barbara says to her, "No, you can't trust me. You don't want to die. Death, death won't solve your problems." Yeah, exactly. They try to solve it there, but it does. It's really hard to make it seem really, really fun without romanticizing it too much and. The suicide thing is, it's a clever idea. It doesn't mean necessarily it's a good idea. No. Okay. I never sat well with me then. It doesn't sit well with me now. Yeah. George? Um, I don't think it's the film's fault, but... Well, no, maybe it is, because I was expecting more backstory to each of the characters. Um, 
and I, I didn't get it. But I, mean, I don't know. Barbara and Adam are just two people who are madly in love. They have a nice, they have a nice life, and they want a baby, and that's their story. Middle they can, America. They, 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 they can be anybody. Yeah, they're just really I happy with bad things happen to good people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think more, that's an expectant because of the musical. I think it, your, I've seen like song titles and some of the yeah. and like. One of them's "My Dead Mum," which is sung by Lydia, which obviously. We There's hints. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the musical is so very, think, very different. I think they fleshed it out. Yeah. So because I was expecting things like that, I wasn't. But it's not the film's fault. I think much like that thing you do, which is a weird comparison I wasn't planning to make. But there's a lot of stuff that gets skipped over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that yeah. would be my grumble: is that things get jumped. Ethan, uh, for a film that is an hour and a half long, the pacing is all over the place. Um, there's a lot oh. of scenes that go on for a bit too long where they don't they don't really have any plot weight or they don't really add anything other than to have sort of a, a practical effects showcase, which is fine for what this kind of film is. But when you're sitting down and going, okay, what's this mean for this narrative and, and all that, it, it feels like it lingers a bit too long at points because then it takes up what could be story and character and et cetera. Um. I don't mind the pacing. I just don't know what the story is <laughs> in this movie. It's a fever. It's a fever dream. They write themselves in the situations and go, "How do we write ourselves out of it?" Yeah. And it's a film that's based upon making you. F- I think like most Tim Burton films, it's not necessarily about how the story holds up. It's about how does it make you feel, and it doesn't make you feel things yeah. at the appropriate and what's times. It look like and what's it look like? Yeah. And those are the, the two big ideas. And sometimes those are related. The aesthetic leads to the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's a very Tim Burton thing. It's a very Tim Burton thing. That's why I'm not really a big Tim Burton guy. And, and think about the whole um, um, Beetlejuice scenes. Mm-hmm. They, they make no sense. And there's no reason for what he's doing. Nah. So, you know, you cut all that crap out. You don't have him, do you? No. There's yeah. no I'm reason for him to do half the stuff he does. No, I mean... It's, it's just showcasing, of- like you said, it's just showcasing Tim Burton. You could theoretically just remove Beetlejuice from the movie and you could probably still have the almost the same story. You wouldn't yeah. have this great big comedic moment. But it is, this is, the story is still there, yeah. The only thing yeah. you don't get is you don't get that reason for everybody to come together on one page or for the, the Dietzes to appreciate the Maitlands if he doesn't yeah. save the daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they don't I save the daughter. I compare this to a film that we've covered before. Um, the Grand Budapest Hotel, which stylistically, Tim Burton and um, oh, Wes, Wes Craven, not Wes Craven, yeah, Wes, Wes Anderson. They both have they both have very distinct uh, styles for their films, yeah. and both of their films absolutely batshit. And if you try batshit. to get someone to explain. <laughs> Hey, if you try to get someone to explain the plot, they would struggle for a long time to make it make sense. Um, I'm not saying that's bad, but they both just, they're, they're a experience. They're a stylistic journey. I remember uh, saying, things. I remember saying about Grand Budapest, I said, you need something more than just absurdist humor to carry me through. Now, this doesn't even have that. This is more like that Tim Burton aesthetic, and you need more than that stylistic mm-hmm. presence. Uh, and that's my issue with the film is that it's 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 style over not even style over substance but style over like story. Like we don't even I don't know. I mean, obviously the first draft was it was a complete mess, and they keep trying to clean it up. But I don't think they really ever. No, they didn't. Like, as far as like is Beetlejuice one of the all time great characters? Sure. Yeah. I He's said like Beetlejuice. Comics. You know yeah. who we're talking, and Michael Keaton nails it. Brilliant character. Does he fit into the story they've created? No. Hell no. no. <laughs> <laughs> not no. a prayer so they're, they're trying to shoehorn him in is that um anybody's best role ever oh mm. no 
Uh, Delia's better in this than she is in Home Alone. I might say I it's Winona Ryder's best. I'm trying, to think, I'm trying to think of something she does better. In general? I haven't seen Stranger Things, so... She's very good in Stranger Things. But she, but borrows, from, of, but she borrows from the legacy of this film, right? That's what yeah, makes Winona Ryder really? in Stranger Things is because you go, oh, it's about dealing with people on the other really? side of death? Gee, I wonder where we've seen this before. 80s Not nostalgia. Really. She's she's more just like a very concerned mum, and it's not really even death related. It's more just where is my missing son? But the whole thing about yeah. Stranger Things is nineteen eighties nostalgia, and it's yeah. TV, not film, and people on the other side, and that that that. Whether she goes across or not is irrelevant. The fact that she's present in that makes you go, she's in Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're doing here. She's in Mermaids as well, isn't she? Sure, is she? Was she? Yeah, I think she was. That was one of her early early films. Yeah. I mean, like everybody, I thought I like Winona Ryder was I great. I like doing Edward Scissorhands. I, see, I, really I, yeah, I was going like to say, I can't remember her in Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. I prefer this to Edward Scissorhands. Do you? I think so. I prefer Edward Scissorhands. I will reserve the right, one if we ever do that one, to revisit, but I think I like this better. There's more emotional pull, I feel, with Edward Scissorhands. It's, I mean, the, Edward Scissorhands is Tim Burton gone full Tim Burton. Yeah. Yeah. Edward Scissorhands is like if you made, like, melancholy a two-hour film. <laughs> yeah. It's snowing, snip, snip, snip. Oh, I cut your grass. Snip, snip, snip. Give you haircuts. Our our hotels are uh, our houses are pastel. Snip, snip, snip. <laughs> I mean, I've not seen it, so I, I just saved it two hours. Uh, <laughs> uh, so there's that. I mean, um, outside of that, Keaton. No, Keaton's better. Keaton's better as Birdman. Keaton's better oh, as yeah. Keaton's better as Vulture. I like him better as Batman. Yeah. He's great. Batman. I like him as Batman. I want to see. Nuts. Let's get nuts. I want to see Returns. I haven't seen Returns in a long time. Oh, Returns good. Because um, I think I have to judge both of them on that. Again, yeah. the best movie I've seen him in is Extreme Measures. Yeah, i never seen that. Oh, so good. So not Jack Frost. Oh, that's close second. <laughs> or is the snowman. That, yeah. That's close yeah. second. <laughs> uh, outside of that, uh, this is the best thing I think uh, Catherine O'Hara has done that I've seen her in. She's better in this than Home Alone. Oh, yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. 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 If we're including TV, then Shit's Creek, but she's, fan- she's the same in both. See, the problem yeah. is Shit's Creek gives you, I mean, any TV series gives you so long, yeah, long to build that to character. Build, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, she had to do it here in, in the supporting role, and I think she's great in it. Good and she does have an arc. There is some movement. It. There yeah, is some yeah. movement. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. Um, so I think it's about that time, Ethan. Age game, age yeah. game. Let's all play the age. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Game. Game. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't catch what you guys did there. Uh, Ethan. <laughs> yeah, so we've got an age game that isn't going to be a complete mess this time, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, 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 we'll believe that when we see it. Yeah. We, we just, so we've got uh, Michael Keaton, who plays Beetlejuice. Okay. It's really hard because you don't see his face. I don't think he's very old because I'm trying to think of how, how old he looks in Spider-Man because that's yeah. the only other thing I've got comparison for. I'm going to go 30. I'm going 32. 28. 37. Wow. wow. He's yeah. aged well. Shut up. He looks so good, doesn't he? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he looks good now. Yeah, yeah. My, that was what my thing was going Oh, yeah. oh yeah. like wow. he's... No, great. Yeah. yeah. Next. Uh, Alec Baldwin. Now, to be fair, we don't know for sure that Ethan even knows who's who. No, no. Like, it's totally no. possible. <laughs> yeah. Wait, my, Michael Keaton, he was yeah. the little girl. Yeah, right? that's right. <laughs> the dog um, on the bridge. Alec Baldwin. Yeah. 
He looks really young in this. He does look really young. I'll go 28 again. No. 33. 35. 30. I win. You said 28? Yeah. Yeah, Mm. Uh, Gina Davis, Barbara. Mm. Babs. Thirty-four. Twenty-six. Don't Thir- try and do the math. Thirty-one. <laughs> oh, Ian's the closest. It's thirty-two. Ooh. Hey. Well, you were trying to do the maths. No, I wasn't. I was trying to figure out. I'm going, where is she really? Yeah. I, I was trying to remember League of Their Own a little bit, but yeah. yeah that's what I mean. Yeah. I was going to say no cheating for League of Their Own, but. If you I think I remember that, jeez. Yeah, you got, you got <laughs> that one's like a year ago, isn't it? It's got to be, isn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, I think it was my wild card it was last like year. September? It was, it was my wild card last year, mm. so it's over here. Oh, yeah. goodness. We've got Winona Ryder, Lydia. I know this. Okay. Mm. I'm going to say 17. 16. 17. Yeah. Woo! 17, yeah. yeah. I love that you had to double, like, clarify that I was correct. <laughs> well, sometimes I know it because I know how old they were when they were shooting it. So sometimes, yeah. like it, when they release, isn't the same age as when they were shooting. Yeah, yeah. So if Georgia had been right by, but I might have gone to was seventeen when she was shooting it, but eighteen uh, when it came out, it might have been one of those. But yeah. not nah, was the same age for both. Plus, it is uh, you though, so God knows. I can yeah, confirm exactly. he knows who Winona Ryder is. <laughs> <laughs> Winona Ryder was the massive worm. Um, <laughs> Jeffrey Jones, uh, Charles, oh, 42. 48 what have I seen him in? Because I recognise him. Ferris Bueller. We've talked about this. We've talked about that. Um, uh, 38. Liam is bang on the money. 42. Okay. Woo! I'm on fire. You are. And finally, everyone's favourite, Delia Catherine O'Hara. I oh, this is really difficult. 35. 38. 39. Liam is the closest. 34. Woo! Wow, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, it's, Who wins that am, one? Am I really, me. Am, I, Liam am, am I really eight years older than that? <laughs> Jeez. That's crazy, isn't it? That is crazy. How old did, wait, how old did we say Charles was? 42. Uh, 42. Shut up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love when you say that. Shut up. <laughs> All right. Um, shocking your voice you, you don't look that old. I think it's time for... Uh, no, I'm totally at ease with my, with my age and how, <laughs> and how I'm aging. Uh, Georgia, do you want to go ahead and hit some of our critics, please? 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, this one. Mm, Qualifies wow. in its own right. Yeah, I was really surprised by that. Yeah, it absolutely does. Uh, okay, so I have got Steve Rose from The Guardian said, The story almost comes off the rails, but Beetlejuice's charm lies more in the execution. The movie is crammed with visual invention and snappy comedy. Get, uh, David Anson from Newsweek says, For sheer off-the-wall audacity, Tim Burton's demented Beetlejuice certainly demands respect, even if it's more enjoyable in concept than in execution. A uh, quick one from Desson Thompson from uh, the Washington Post says, The joy of Beetlejuice is its completely bizarre but perfectly realised view of the world. And then we get one from our good friend uh, Roger Ebert. Ebs. Uh, who only gave it two stars, not a fan of Beetlejuice, Ebes, um, says Beetlejuice gets off to a start that's so charming that it never lives it down. The movie is all anti-climax, though, once we realise it's going to be about gimmicks, not characters. Um, mm. One of the problems mm. is Keaton as the exorcist, nearly unrecognisable behind pounds of makeup. He prances around playing Beetlejuice as a mischievous and vindictive prankster, but his seams don't seem to fit with the other action, and his appearances are mostly a nuisance. It's also a shame that Baldwin and Davis as the ghosts have to spend most of their time playing tricks on Jones and O'Hara, to winning the sympathy of their daughter. I would be more interested if the sc- screenplay had preserved their sweet romanticism and cut back on the slapstick. 
part about Keaton being in the, the wrong move is a little bit similar to what shocks yeah. me. Yeah. Take that again. Uh, let's talk about some of our critics. Let's start off with a friend of the podcast, Reverend Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> I can't Who wait says, for this one. Um, I saw the movie 33 years ago and hated it. Uh, good luck. <laughs> uh, I came in with low expectations, hoping Keaton could save the movie this time. He didn't. It was even worse than last time. <laughs> bad acting, bad script, bad special effects, bad storyline, bad everything. The only reason I give Beetlejuice one out of ten gravestones, look at him jumping Ooh. in on the gimmick, Aww. instead of zero out of ten, is that the ever-delightful Catherine O'Hara is at least viewable in the midst of total ugliness. But this movie completely sucks. I will be watching it again 33 years from now. <laughs> Also, don't give film zeros you get showered at. Uh, also, we next have uh, Ed from the Film Effect Podcast. Says, it's good, although in my opinion, based on the fact I've probably seen it two dozen times or so over the last 20 years. Fun fact, first film Ed ever saw in the cinema. Ooh. Oh. Wow. It's good as far as like a, like a, a film of name value. Yeah, that place yeah, is. Yeah. 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 Uh, Carlo says, I haven't seen it in a while, but I did see this a lot when I was a kid and always had a lot of fun with it. Sorry. I don't know why people miss her when she's not here. No, same, same. <laughs> Keaton is, uh, Carlo continues, Keaton is great. I love his scenes in the afterlife. Overall, I love the crooky vibe, and Alberton manages to maintain that balancing act between being fun and scary. Uh, friend of the podcast, well, maybe former friend of the podcast, Dwayne Smith, to which Georgia went, no, 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 says, I love this film. I watched it to death in my teens, bought the soundtrack too. It has so many memorable scenes. The table dancing scene being a particular favorite. Michael Keaton's astoundingly good. Always love the line. Nice fucking model. Still makes me laugh. Uh, the Recasted Podcast says, This movie was carried by a solo performance. Other than the Banana Boat song, I don't care for any scene without Keaton. I hear you. 14 and a half minutes. Is that enough? Mm. Is that enough? Mm. Uh, friend of the podcast, Hermes, says, uh, Ethan, where is the post? No, it's not what he said. He says, <laughs> It has been a staple for spooky season since I was a kid. I want to embargo the word spooky season. Yeah. I want that out. Spooky season. I call it Spooktober. Oh, jeez. How about stop to uh, I would even else. go around carrying on conversations with anyone who would entertain the silliness of me while constantly speaking in the Michael Keaton Beetlejuice voice everywhere I went. Love that. I would uh, definitely carry on that conversation. Danny from It's a Musical Podcast says, I remember feeling very underwhelmed the first time I watched it. There was not enough of the titular Beetlejuice for me. I've grown to like it more over time. But that's because I love the soundtrack to the musical and Alex Brightman's take on the character. Which I think is what you guys were kind of talking about. Yeah, yeah. It the musical a lot more establishes. Out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not sure movie. Go Sorry, go ahead, buddy. Oh no, they even go into like why he wants to get married so he can live. Like it, it goes over every plot hole of the film. Well, but I mean, it's a benefit of having a musical. You need to have yeah. so many songs yeah. that help develop who the characters are. Mm-hmm. So lot, you can longer. you can you can do soliloquies. You can do monologues. It's called songs. Love yeah. A soliloquy. Yeah. yeah. For an hour and a half film, two and a half hour show. And I bet he's in it more than 17 minutes. Yeah, because you got two and a half <laughs> oh, minutes. Yeah. 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 Um, your next favorite movie, this is Josh, says, fantastic. Michael Keaton is amazing in this. Great gateway horror for the younger viewers. Probably Tim Burton's best film, although it was run from 85 to 99, is tough to match. That's a nice big run there. It's 15 years. Uh, and I sing Deo at the end of work every night, which I was introduced to through this film. Juline, 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 Juline,
says, love this film. They have a fantastic cast, and Keaton really shines as Beetlejuice. You know what? I don't think enough people are giving Gina Davis credit here. No, they're not. No, they're not. Uh, fun fact, I was intensely bothered by the fact that the mom indirectly licks the dad's hand. I don't know. That scene stayed with me all these years. I love Gina Davis in this. Okay, Yay. whoops. <laughs> Sorry, Julie. I totally... I did not know that was coming. <laughs> Uh, Cartoon Dumpster Dive says we found out more people at the animated series more but I for one love the movie I've seen the animated version of it it was a TV series ran for like one year never seen it it's it's trash uh, <laughs> Scissor Hands House says Michael Keaton was brilliant in this Scissor Hands House I wonder uh, if they're a big fan of Burton I think so <laughs> says Michael Keaton was brilliant in this role there are many other actor roles that got more of a nod but none of them came close to the portrayal of Beetlejuice epic okay uh, Simon Bear, so sorry, Simon Bar Brisebois says it's a hilarious movie, absolutely perfect in its plotline and comedy. The visual work is pure Tim Burton and Bo Welch, production designer, yes, and Mister Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, uh, creativity with excellent Catherine O'Hara, Glenn Shaddix, Winona Ryder, Michael Keaton, Jeffrey Jones, and Sylvia Sidney on screen. Sylvia Sidney was the woman who plays Juno, I believe. Oh, okay. she's really good in this. Actually, I'll yeah, give her credit on that. I believe Burton flies directly down to talk to her in person to sell her on the film. Really? Yeah. Wow. And then he continues, and the soundtrack by Danny Elf a masterpiece one of his most memorable Beetlejuice is the film that helped Tim Burton become a big name and produces Batman films and other landmark classics like Edward Scissorhands thanks for everybody who joined in uh, yeah, thank you the fledgling fandom called this one a great movie with 54 point, 57.4% voting it a great movie 27.9 good 8.2 okay and 6.6 poor so it doesn't avoid the blade entirely on that front usually no. we don't get a whole lot of people saying something's poor but I think this is one that could divide. Um, I just kind of want to, before we do our scores, kind of talk about something called auteurism. It's a little bit of, uh, Georgia thinks, thinks she can teach uh, films. This is a little bit advanced film, okay. me, if you will. Okay. Yeah. Autourism. Yeah. Auteur. So it's, it's like the French word for author. A-U-T-E-U-R. Yeah. And it means the one individual who's responsible for like the creative direction or what you see in a film. Most mm-hmm. of the time, it's a director. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, it could be an actor. I think Tom Cruise. Yeah. Like Tom Cruise, yeah. like those big stunts, those ridiculous kind of over-the-top things. And sometimes it's producers. Think uh, Bruckheimer and Simpson. Yeah. Right? Like, their films are like their films. You know what they... You kind of are watching a Bruckheimer film when. Of course, yeah. Now, you know you're watching a Tim Burton film when. Yes. And so that's the the thing with it. It's like, I don't like Tim Burton because his films feel not samey because I I like like Christopher Nolan's an auteur and he does stuff with narrative and mixes it all up. That's his signature. But Burton's stuff where everything's kind of like, you know, not, not... straight it's all like exaggerated angles and darkness and you know these kind of really i don't really i don't get it burton's not my thing i I say this every year in my class there's always one person it's usually a teenage girl who goes i love tim burton i'm like of course you do yeah i don't know what it is because there's like a lydia in every one of my classes almost who loves tim burton and i'm just like i just if you're a burton fan great i still sit here because i came in going i think i'll like it more than i did i think that part's true i think that part's true i don't think it escapes the burton-esque-ness of it all no I'm probably more willing to forgive it when it's like Batman and it's Gotham. Oh, I love Batman. Then when you're trying yeah. to get me to buy into something that sort of happens yeah. kind of in a real world, even though it's the afterlife. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's just all I want to say about that. It's just the idea. Now, does Burton get there on his own? Well, of course not, because how can you be the one individual? This is be the criticism of auteur theory. Going, he's got the same, you know, Danny Elfman's doing all his music, and you've got, um, you know, Bo, oh, where Bo is Welsh. Bo Welsh doing the production design. You know, when you, people doing the same things over and over again, is it really more of a collaboration and an individual vision? Mm-hmm. And everyone goes, ah. Oh, Tim Burton. Yeah. I was like, eh. Can, can. I'm more like, eh, Tim Burton. Yeah, same. Can a, like, authorship be more than one person, though? Uh, or is it. It's almost usually an individual. But now, in, like, if you in bring. This situation where it is the three of them over and over and over again producing the very similar image. The argument would be no, I don't think you'd have all three of them being on tour, but you would just go, well, Burton's vision is so clear, but he brings them back because they know what he wants. Right, okay, yeah. I mean, Tarantino's another one, but just because someone's done a bunch of films doesn't make them an auteur, but when you see the same sort of things mm. pop up over and over, Spike Lee, some auteurs can be good, some auteurs can be, I guess, bad. I just don't feel Burton. No, I don't. Some people, like, we talked about Wes Anderson, actually, very much an yeah. auteur. His films are all very pretty and very symmetrical. And very absurdist. I don't. I don't get it. I like the look. I just don't get it. Yeah, I didn't mind that one. But now we're time for. I just wanted to sort of touch base a little bit on a little bit of more, more advanced stuff to sort of. Also, shout out to Kevin who put, who sent us uh, me and a message the other day. Our friend Kevin saying, "I'm pretty sure George has said I could teach film in the last three episodes I've listened." To. I think Liam was on that group chat too. Uh, was I don't know if you responded to it at all. You, it might have been one of those million ones that pop up on your phone that you don't get a chance to see. Yeah, well, I answer some. Yeah, he said he gave us some good news, but he said he uh, he really was enjoyed it started, but he really enjoyed one minute time machine. Yeah. So thanks, Kev. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah. I haven't seen Kevin in a while. No. So yeah. Um, let's talk about our ratings. So I'm going to try and do my whole guesswork thing. Uh. uh Go ahead, Liam. I've got your number. Okay, right. So, (laughs) you know I'm a big Michael Keaton fan, and I love him in most things. I've struggled with this movie my whole life. Um, Nothing's really changed. There are elements of this I like, uh, but visually I'm not a Tim Burton fan. So, I'm going to give this a week. Oh. Five and a half. (laughs) Um, Lydia Fringe spikes okay <laughs> georgia um, i'm also not massively a tim burton fan but really enjoyed this um i i hadn't seen it before i didn't know really what to expect i think it is lacking on story and plot and back backstory specifically um in quite a few different places but i really enjoy the concept and the execution just maybe not the script Actually, no, the script is good. It's just a story that's missing. Yeah, um, it's it's difficult because there's some really good bits and some really not good bits. And there are bits where you go, if you don't see it, you don't see it. But if you do notice it, it's a great little extra gag that they've put in that didn't necessarily need to be there. But it's it's fun and there's a commentary on life and death and it's interesting. Um, so, yeah, it's missing some story. It's missing some plot points. Um, but I'm going to give it, trying to think of a witty catchphrase and don't have one, seven out of ten. Hmm. Oh, so you, when you said you really liked it, I had you going much higher than that. <laughs> Not with my guess per se, but when you went, oh, I really like this. I went, wow. How high are we going up this ladder? It turned out, oh, not not, not that high at all. (laughs) I don't don't like ladders, but I'd be okay where Georgia had it. I I could climb that high without getting too scared. The lack of plot is is, is massive. It knocks it down. Ethan. It's really difficult because there's a lot of this. I like like stylistic films. I I really do think they're done well. And this is a fun, zany film. And it's practically really impressive. 
Um, it's just a shame that the uh, pacing of this is like a dream where nothing happens and so much happens and there's no explanation. Um, it's fun. The characters are great. I, I think it's really hilarious at points and it's got some, it goes out on a great high. But from a film, I, I, it's really difficult because there's so much missing and lacking. So I'm going six and a half Othos out of ten. Just claiming a character as a thing? Is that what really happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, oh, mine's going to be at Barbara's riding sandworms out of 10. That's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for jumping on with The only that. person I got right this week is Georgia. Woo! Where I do oh. it seven. And then I thought, oh, I'm not going to get it right at all. And I went, oh, no, I am. Okay. <laughs> I like the latter. I was, I was one high on both Liam and Ethan. I had you both one, one, one full point higher. Oh, so six wow. and a half. I had you at six and a half, and I had uh, Ethan at seven and a half. I struggled with five and a half, six. Yeah. Um, but I'm never going to watch this film again. I thought <laughs> I was going to come in, and I was really looking forward to Michael Keaton. And I enjoy Michael Keaton's performance. That's the hard part about this film. Yeah. But the, his performance means nothing compared to the rest of the, the rest of the film as well. No. I didn't mind the Gina Davis, um, Alec Baldwin storyline. Mm-hmm. I think it all gets a bit messy when the deets has come up, and we don't fully understand what the end game is why why do they love this house so much what is it about this house individually so and much? are they the are they the the people that are interested from new york yeah that would be my assumption yeah you know and why are they so weird and wonderful themselves because they're from new york it's and new york means you're evil uh, <laughs> that's what what it is yeah fair enough they're, they're from the big bad city and don't understand common america oh okay which i mean i think in a weird way like i've seen some interviews with tim burton and he kind of looks a lot like lydia in a lot of the interviews I've seen him yeah. do with his hair. He's like, he was doing the, the Russell Brand hair thing before Russell Brand was. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I'm with Ethan the way, but there's a lot of this film that stylistically I'm going, I, can, I don't like, I can appreciate. Same. Um, and there's some great acting from um, Gina Davis yep. in an understated way. Catherine O'Hara, Michael Keaton's fantastic, and Winona Ryder, this is fine. This is a great star-making sort of vehicle for mm-hmm. Um, and there's some lovely iconic scenes, and you would walk out bopping along. And like I said, how was? Oh, I liked it. What happened? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. And then how's it end? I, I, I just kind of stopped, and everything was fixed. <laughs> um, so it's like a collision, isn't it? It's like a big sandworm collision, and then it just- <laughs> it's like the sandworm ate the second part of the third act, yeah. where everything got explained, and we just went skip to the happy ending. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I am going to go with, I had this all over the place at points, uh, but I was settled on six and a half uh, Calypso on the ceiling dance <laughs> parties out of 10. Nice. Yeah. So Liam guessed seven. So he was oh, did he really? Okay. So close. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm a little brought into it. I, I'm with you. I will never watch this film again. No. <laughs> Not in like a girl I hate it, but I have no reason to. No, the time that I spend watching that again could easily be spent watching something I haven't seen or something I like more. Yep. I'll watch Ugly Truth is- again. It's a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a film you'd have on in the background because if you don't pay attention to it, everything it would suck me in. you by. Like, I-, I can see myself going on YouTube and looking up the like Calypso scene again, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if we ever did like a best of like Catherine O'Hare or something like that, I can see myself going back there. We're not a writer. Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. I can see myself revisiting, though he's not in that scene. But yeah, uh, I just, I just, uh, I do really never want to see again. the musical no. because I've watched this now. Though All right. the musical is incredible. Yeah, but that's very yeah, different. I hear you. I mean, but, yeah. yeah, 
as 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 they will be, as they will be, yeah. as the Adams Family yeah. is, the Adams Family film, as to all or these back things. Back to the Future is to Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah, and it's supposed I to be amazing though. That. that I really want to see it. Yeah, that's supposed to be very very good. Yeah. Um, but let's talk. I'm going to see it in December. Uh, I would like to see it. <laughs> So uh, please, this is that's it from us on uh, this. We're about to get, go ahead and hit the uh, restart button and do um, our Masters of Disguise. Yeah. Uh, I'd just like to, are we dropping in now how Dwayne could maybe be a friend of the podcast again? Well, this, hang on. Because by saying it like that, it's like we're literally saying he has to buy his way back in. No, we're not saying that. We have been promising for a week because we are, we are dropping a Patreon. Yeah, and we have been yeah. saying we're going to start drip feeding a little bit of information we're going to go ahead and do that a little bit throughout I should have done at the beginning as well as at the ending but still uh, we talked sort of a little bit more about what the what the first the, the entry level tier of the Patreon could do because you know what we really enjoy this but running a podcast ain't free no ain't free there's stuff that we that we sort of have to do to help keep the lights on and if anybody we, we like let's just I guess call turkey a little bit like we put out between eight and ten episodes a month Mm-hmm. Yep, and mm-hmm. that's you know if if say if we averaged it an hour and a half, which I think we average much more from that. That's twelve hours of content, and uh, we and we like doing it. We we do like doing. It. I want to sit here and act like we're, like we're hard done by. We're not hard done by. <laughs> but for someone who says I see value in what you do, okay. So for that twelve hours of content, what is the bare? If you just wanted to get on the on the ground floor to let us know if you're here to support, you're like I see a little bit of value in what you got. What is tier one called and how much would that cost come January of 2022? I can't believe it's 2022. Oh, no. Uh, so That's not a real year. First tier is friend of the podcast. Um, and Dwayne Smith. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just fell into a category there. Sorry. Again, we're not specifically telling Dwayne he has to buy his way back into no, our hearts. No, you'll, but- you'll be back in my heart next week. So you just have to have a week whilst I'm on that I'm not happy with you. Um, so uh, that will cost you £3 a month. £3. Which I think is... For 12 hours 50 dollars something like that yeah so much more for 12 hours three i'm trying to figure out how that works out so it'll be four hours of content for every pound yeah so that's like five 25p less than 5p per minute no that's not that's that's, i've got this wrong 5p an hour yeah I think for every penny, you got five minutes plus of content. Like it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's as far as just bare bones. But is that all you would get if you entered the, the friend of the podcast? Is it just like, thanks a lot? No, it's not. There is bonus content. Bonus many? content. There will be bonus content posted to Patreon. We cannot confirm or deny what that will be. It could it be might visual. Be very, it could be audio. It could it be interactive. Could be really stupid drawings that we decide to put up because yep. we've done them and you deserve to see some of our inner workings. Um, you will also get the power to vote. Power to vote yeah. on what kind of things? Voting on real life things. I mean, everyone has the power to vote if they're like eighteen plus and stuff. Anyway, no, the power to <laughs> vote, including choices of our real roundtable uh, votes on for your score on each film as part of an audience voice vote and a vote in our best of worst of at the end of each year. Yeah, so you can tell us what your rating might be, maybe out of out of a ten or something like that, mm-hmm. on a special Patreon vote. So for the audience score, and the audience score will be added in twenty twenty two. So they'll be what I give it, what you give it, and it'll go into the metrics. So you, you, if you're part of the Patreon, you will have a, a, a as part of the collective, the audience will have the fifth vote. Wow. And that will help shape where that's going to go. So you could have an influence on where they'll sit. We could really not like something and the audience really love it. And that could be boosted up. It could be boosted up. You could improve. So for those films, you're like, you guys just didn't get uh, Star Wars. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> be, 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 uh, so yeah so there's a chance to do that what else 
Uh, we will also send you a personalized thank you message for joining. And that is you, an audio message. An audio message. Which yep. we will get together and record and fire off to you. Say thank you for joining us. Absolutely. And then if you provide us with your birthday, we will also send you a birthday message when it gets around to that point. Personalized birthday message, yeah. I imagine we'll work out a happy birthday segment here on the show that's as well. A, that's yeah. a lot for a first. For, for three, three pounds. pounds. That's, that's brilliant. That, that is great. a friend of the podcast because we, I think we've been doing friend of the podcast long before we thought about putting a Patreon on. Oh, okay. Absolutely. And it's yeah. just about what we think are organic relationships. And yeah, so yeah. there is that. We wanted to keep it accessible, but in a way that people who appreciate it, don't have a ton, but said, I, I, I got three. Yeah. I got three quid. Three quid's less than five dollars US. It's def. It's about five dollars Canadian. It's not break the bank kind of thing. There's a bunch of people I support on Patreon for money's more than that. As lots of people say, it's like it's like a coffee. It's, it's a like takeaway coffee. It's one it's takeaway coffee. Co- yeah. It's a Tesco meal deal. It is less than one yep. value meal at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and you could help make us continue on with what we're loving to do. So that's the first one. We'll leave that one there. There are two additional there are tiers. two additional tiers. We're not going nuts. We're in three no, tiers. Just three. And the first one is kind of that sort of what it, the next ones are like, you know, in, what we're selling is engagement. Mm-hmm. We're selling yeah. your ability to have your voice heard literally in some cases. And you get the yeah. interaction on the pod. with us. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, there's a message, all those things. message feature on Patreon. There's all sorts of things on Patreon that you would have access to. And the to. stuff we have there aren't even exhaustive because I know we've spoken, uh, yeah. Ethan, about like a Discord and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. there are chances to even do, to, we would like to add to these things, but that's yeah. where it sits currently. So excellent. Thank you for that. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. So let's talk about what we're doing next week, shall we? Uh, going back to, this is a, a, a producer choice, so to speak. Mm. Another 25th anniversary. Yeah, Liam, you actually told me you liked this. I was listening to an episode, and you actually mentioned this. I was listening to it just today, and I went, oh, okay, that's good. He'll like it. Uh, a pair of star-crossed lovers take their life, for never was there a tale of more woe than of Juliet oh, and DiCaprio. William Shakespeare's William. Wow, this is Rome weird. Here. We got two people who are like going no, and I'm going yes. I'm going yes. Oh, I wasn't knowing. I'm just oh. going oh. The 25th anniversary. Let me read you some of the names in this one, okay? We've got DiCaprio. We've got yeah. Claire Danes. Yeah. We've got Paul Rudd. Pothelswaite. Pete Pothelswaite. Yeah. We've got Leguizamo. Yeah. As Tybalt. Oh, he's brilliant. We've got, oh, what's his name? Uh, he, uh, Harold Perrineau, who plays uh, he's Mercutio. Fa- yeah, he's the father um, of... Oh, um, Brian Dennehy. Yeah. Twelfth yes. Night's Brian Dennehy. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's he right. Rest in peace. Yeah, and then we've got, what's his name? Uh, oh, I can't remember his name, but he was the uh, mob boss in Goodfellas. Yes. Is playing Lord Capulet, and I wish I'd known oh. that when I saw this for the first time. Because oh. if I'd known he'd already played a mob boss, I'd have been like, "This is great." Do you know what I? You know, I'm not a fan of Shakespeare. No, I think it's come up. Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> but when this came out, this was a godsend for me <laughs> uh, because I could watch this film, get the bare basics of what it was about, and make some sort of comprehension of what I was writing about. Yeah. Um, rather than reading it because I didn't understand it. You yourself know that you went through Twelfth Night with me, word for word, line for line, told me what the scene was about, so I got it. Yep. <laughs> no teacher was going to sit with me and go through the whole thing, yeah. word for word. So I really appreciate what you did for me. Um, <laughs> I still don't, I still have a fear of Shakespeare, yeah. but I do love this film because I love how stylistically they use different things in this film. Now, I think, George, you, you probably haven't seen this in, in, a, in a few years, I'm guessing. 
Uh, I think it's probably been six or seven years, yeah. Okay, so I would say, based on everything you've learned about filmmaking now, I think it will be a different experience. I'm not saying you'll like, but you will appreciate what you'll Baz Luhrmann does. In a okay. different light, yeah. I, you will I, definitely. I probably will appreciate it because yeah. it's Baz Luhrmann, but... I am the complete opposite of Liam. I'm an English literature uni student. Yeah. I love Shakespeare. Yeah. I detest this film from memory. Yeah. I, you know what? I don't like it the first. This is one. So when I was talking to um, Stu, because I'm on Stu's episode in February, he's going to get a lot of promo time off of this because <laughs> I have to wait till February before it comes out. But he said something that you didn't like that now, now you really like. And I think was the most recent thing was I said Romeo and Juliet, where I, I hated it on the first one. Hated it. Love and now it. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I love it. I have a hot, I've gone a full 180 on it. So yeah, I am ready for this. I dislike it to the point that I see the logo, you know, like the writing yep, yep, of the logo and go, mm, no. No? All right. <laughs> so that is about that. So uh, please join us next week for that. But also we've got, coming up this week, we've got the Real Roundtable on Master of Disguise. We're still mm. looking for people for BFE Quiz Night for A New Hope. Get in touch about that. We've still got, uh, we're taking questions for Do We Know It's Christmas, the BFE Christmas mailbag. Get a hold of that. And outside of that, just check out all the good BFE content. Mm. Get engaged with us on Twitter, at Best Film Ever Pod. Join the conversation. We also have an Instagram and a Facebook with the same things, but the, by far the most active is the Twitter. So uh, outside of that, please join us next week when we tackle William Shakespeare's Romeo. Most popular film today? But one of his Play today, sorry. plays. Oh, interesting. Hot take. We'll, we'll, we'll unpack that next week. Oh. I'm, I'm going to unpack how many actually plays you've read to say that. Not many, but I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've, had to read a, I've had to read a lot. I okay. that. I that was funny. We'll, 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 we'll just do a list of how many we've actually read each. That doesn't take made for me to compete with you because I don't think I've read that many in the grand scheme of things either. For best film ever, I've been Liam. I've been Ethan. And I've been Georgia. And next week, the tone might be different. The genre will be different. Georgia's engagement will be different. Hopefully she treats Dwayne Smith differently. But regardless, when those mics go on, there's only two words to say. It's showtime. (laughs) We'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flap. Is that not three words? Okay, I believe you jump in the line and rock your body and time. Shake, 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 Sinora, shake your body line. Shake, 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 Sinora.